Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade. And we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Dre. I was going to stop my intro cold and, you know, because we went three and seven last week with three pushes. Do you have the record scratch? uh, (laughs) I should have that, uh, yeah. Um, But I I went easy on myself. We should have some some grace and be happy that we got the three. Uh, I had one before the night game, so I was in line for a historically bad week, but I was able to pull through with those two primetime games. Um, and, And I'm just happy I have power. I'm just I'm I'm just blessed. I'm just hashtag blessed uh, that we can actually do the show at the time that we're supposed to do because my house actually is is electrified and the way it's supposed to be. Uh, knock like on wood. Just got drafted into the NFL. I'm just so blessed. Uh, and you are blessed to be listening to us. We are here live. This is in much less detail the podcast, and we are here with you and for you live on a Saturday night, November the twelfth, two thousand twenty-two. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans. Uh, that celebrated yesterday. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Yeah, um, it was it was a week. It was it was a thing. Uh, three pushes in one week. Has that have we ever done? I that? was gonna say I don't. We don't have the books going, but you know, a lot of that was on paper, and it's all been right. lost. But we've been doing this since what 1990. Mm-hmm. That's 32 years. Uh, if you want to feel time. old, um, long. I can never remember a week where we disagreed on nine games and went three, three, and three. <laughs> I, I think that's a first. I really, uh, I, I don't think we've ever done anything quite like that. We lost um, every game we agreed on. <laughs> I think we've done that plenty of times, unfortunately. And the um, and the weirdest part of it was that the three pushes were all games that we disagreed on. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think that's ever happened either. Yeah. If, if we did I listen- have three pushes, we didn't disagree yeah. on all of them. And when I listened back to last week's show, I, I kept talking about the pushiness of these games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure did. The way we got to those pushes was bizarre in its own right, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of that, because you had two teams where I, I think I probably would have had the win over you and one where you would have had the win over me, depending on how you break it down. Um with just the kind of some of the games with shenanigans going on in them. Uh, Washington had no business losing, pretty much was beating the Vikings the whole game and then melted down. But this has been the year of meltdowns. Uh, have, a lot of lost leads. A lot of, lot of blown leads, a lot of uh, teams fading late. Um, but, uh, you know, there was – I, I was telling you right before we went to air that I had a hard time with the awards this week because there was so much. And what I actually struggled with was that I struggled with the good a lot for the good <laughs> awards because there was so much bad this last week. And again, I, I stayed to the format. 
got a lot of things to hand out. I'm sure we both do. Um, it was a wild week. Some of those results were crazy. Uh, some of the performances were crazy. The things that happened during the week were crazy. It just, yeah, the NFL is just completely gone mental. It's hard to dig and find the smartest things in the week when there was so much dumb. Um, I agree exactly with you the definitely. That I had the hardest time giving out. <laughs> um, was was smartest because stupidest was well. You could just line up stupidest one after <laughs> the next after the next. Lots to but, pick from. Yeah, so we'll have a lot of awards, but this will probably be one of the shows where we actually have to go back and touch on some things that we didn't give awards to. There's a lot of honorable mentions this mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever had as many pushes as, as we did wins in a week. Like, like I said, that was headed for oh. historic disaster uh, on my part. I don't know if I've ever had uh, a, a day where the day, all the day games, I, I won yeah. one. I won one were game one, in all one seven and games. three going into the night games. And I was feeling good because oh. I just needed one of those primetime games, and I'd have you down to one game right now. But wasn't meant to be. But as crazy as that week was, maybe it was the time change, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to go back to years past and see, like, what were the results? What were the results in these games when after the clocks get set? Because <laughs> everything was messed up all week. I'm still, my kids, me, we're still not even on regular sleep schedules. My kids are up at 5 o'clock every morning now to the same. Sure. It's just you're, you're used to it. I'm waking up, you know, at those early hours, and who knows? Maybe it got into the the the, the rhythms and brain waves of these players because we had some some wild things happen in last week. I don't have any explanation for it. It just it was it was a crazy ass week of football. Um, so we pushed uh, with each other uh, with our yes. identical three seven and three weeks. Yeah. Um, so, so since you had the honors the last several weeks, I'll, I'll let you carry over uh, with well, the actually, push. I've only and... had, oh, yeah, I did have it. Yeah, because that's, that's that skins game rule, that the honors stays <laughs> until you, you keep the honors even if you uh-huh. both, you know, par on that hole. The person who had the previous honors would then get the honors on the next hole. Um, so, therefore, you will take the honors and I, let yeah. all of us know what in the world out of that crazy week 10 was the best thing. <laughs> that happened as far as you're concerned. I, I will say for, for future, um, if we do have a week where we completely have the same record and, and, and everything is wild like that, um, it would have still worked for me this week, but we could have like, you could do the locks as a tiebreaker if you need to, but I had you there. You could. Yep, you did. Uh, for the first time since week one, I won a lock. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and I lost mine and uh, that, that'll be yeah. a, That'll be a thing. That'll be a whole story in and of itself. <laughs> you know, you. I told you when you made it that you were you're feeling it now. You got you had a whole bunch to play with, and you still do. So you you can do some crazy stuff here for the next four or five weeks and still be okay in the locks. But um, oh boy, this this one's gonna hurt. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna hurt. But what was the best thing I saw in 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 week nine? I'm gonna have a, a real hard time not giving it to Justin Fields. Mm. And and that uh, I, I put it in my notes here that uh, Justin Fields goes full Kaepernick against Miami <laughs> because that was you know we talk about Lamar we talk about these these running quarterbacks but that fifteen for one seventy eight line on the ground 
that was straight out of the, the Colin Kaepernick playoff game against Green Bay. And, I mean, he didn't pass for a lot of yards, you know, 123 yards. This was all in a loss, by the way, that they did cover. But, you know, they, they, they held their own against not a very good Miami defense. And that, that game, there was a little bit of wind, but the Bears defense is obviously missing pieces. So in a 35-32 shootout, you know, if you if I would have told you on Sunday morning when we're picking the show that, you know, hey, I'm here from the future and uh, the Dolphins scored 35 today against the Bears. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is 35-20, 35-14. No, 35-32 in a game where Justin Fields actually looked like, I think, the player that the Bears wanted. Um an individually great performance. That, that's the that's the only thing I can say about it. It was the best thing I saw. There were so many wow moments from Fields in that game. Uh, that 61-yard touchdown run that he had was, yeah. was amazing. I don't think this is sustainable. We talk about this with the run-first type quarterbacks, you know. And I've been I've been harsh on him for his his throwing ability and his mechanics, but for one day. I mean, you, you say it when we do the awards at the end of the year. For one day, Justin Fields, he was the shit. He was the shit. Never uh, would I think that the all-time quarterback single-game rushing record held by the indomitable Michael Vick would be broken by Justin Fields. Yeah. That's just that, – that, that is a jaw-dropper. That is a wow. 178 on the ground. When you talk about all-time records and all-time athletes, you and we lived through it. We saw the Michael Vick era big time. Anyone that can break a record of Michael Vick's is really – he really is the shit. He, you got to be extra super balling out there to break a Michael Vick record. You know, Lamar Jackson, Colin Kaepernick, all the best running quarterbacks in the world since Michael Vick came along – uh, and Justin Fields to be the guy that did it, that broke that record, is just a, is just a wow. There's just nothing, uh, no other way you can put it. Uh, you know, and of course, as a Bears fan, I had to just sit there and go, oh wow, oh man, this is, uh, this might be the beginning of something huge. You know, you 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 always have to take it with a grain of salt. You always have to kind of st- stagger yourself and stand back and go, all right, I don't want to get too crazy, I don't want to get too hype, I don't want to get my hopes too far up here. But, man, it's, it's hard not to when you see uh, an outing like that where it just – I like that Kaepernick uh, comp because what I remember from that game against the that playoff game, Niners over Packers, is the way that he would bootleg and turn the corner and you blinked and he was gone. He was, he was already in the end of the zone. It was like he just – right, I'm leaving now and you can't do anything about it. And that's what it looked like with Fields uh, against – the Dolphins on Sunday like he was taking off uh that 61 yard touchdown run he takes off and he looks around at the Miami defenders and he goes you're, you're not catching me I'm, I'm leaving I'm going over here and you can't do anything about it you, you can't stop me because this is what I do and you're not fast enough to stop me from doing it uh yeah I I know it's not sustainable but boy uh it, it's all, all you can do as a Bears fan is just say hey uh there it is and and at least it's something to build off of. Uh, and again, it makes you angry all over again for uh, Matt Nagy last year. Like, what, what were you doing? Why did you not use this guy like this before? What, what, 
But like you said, that's why he's fired. So good. Yes. Good on Justin Fields and good on the Chicago Bears, even though they lost. And Justin Fields, by the way, was the captain of my only winning DFS <laughs> lineup last week. That Justin Fields with Tua and I'm sorry, that Justin Fields lineup with Waddle and Hill. Yeah. That was money. Mm-hmm. If I would have had Joe Mixon in that lineup, I would have had a lot of money. Well, uh, who could have seen that coming? <laughs> not you. <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> well, what was your best of the week? I'm shocked we didn't agree. You, you probably uh, should have. I probably, uh, but I get um, again taking it with a grain of salt and trying not to go overboard as a as a Bears fan. Yeah. Again, it's in a, and, and also it's in, again it's in a loss. It's not like you know. Yeah, but for an for for a weekly award. Sure. I could do that. This isn't a season retrospective, you know, clearly. Uh, but no, for one week, that I had more wow moments for, for you know, from running the football. Not, not throwing the football, but, yeah, it, it took me back. It, it took me back to, to Kaepernick. That's why I have it in my notes. So, wow, mm-hmm. what was your best? Uh, Roquan Smith immediately fortifying the Baltimore yeah. Ravens run defense. The, the swagger's back. I texted you. I told you. They got that swagger back. This is what I was looking for all year from the Ravens. Justin Fields is what Bears fans have been looking for since he got drafted. But this is what I was looking for from my Super Bowl pick, my team to win the Super Bowl, the Baltimore Ravens, because uh, I think that's the whole uh, – not the whole key, but uh, the underreported, underrated key to if the Ravens do turn it around and have a, a successful run through the playoffs – uh, because the Lamar Jackson question is there. It's been there since he got there, and that's not going to be uh, answered or solved anytime soon. It's just – it is what it is. You can have a great Lamar game, or you can have one of those Lamar games where he throws for 120 and looks like he doesn't know uh, what he's doing. Uh, but the defense is is the big key. The Ravens' defense has always been that backbone, and they got to get back to where they are, are used to being, the level that that defense is used to playing at. And because of injuries, they have not been there in the last couple of years. But it looked like they were starting to get there. Uh, the Monday night win uh, down in the Superdome in New Orleans, it felt like Rokon looked like he felt like he breathed confidence and swag into the whole defense. And then from there, the rest of the defense kind of picked it up and took over and started making individual plays themselves. Um, while the Saints defense unable to contain uh, Baltimore from possessing the ball forever. And that's the thing when you can run like the Ravens do and, and just keep the ball and just keep making first downs and, and keep play keep away basically from the Saints offense. Um, and Lamar started doing that thing in the fourth quarter. He started losing his mind and making dumb plays. I was like, uh-oh, here comes another collapse. Uh, and nope, the defense stepped up and made plays back for them. And then he had, they had their back. The, the Ravens defense had the, the Baltimore Ravens team back. They had Lamar's back. And that's what's going to have to happen. The defense is going to have to be there and step up. And uh, that was the best thing to me. Is Ravens look like they got their swagger back. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Ravens, six and three, and all three of those losses were second-half meltdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that they should be nine and oh. I mean, they by that absolutely metric, could yeah, be. They, they could be nine and oh, but, you know, it, it, yeah, all ten point leads. They absolutely those were be. all big leads when they used to be the only. They used to be the team that was like, you know, blown lead proof. They, like they could not mm-hmm. blow huge leads, and uh, they started doing it this year with that leaky 
secondary and all those uh, injuries back there. And, you know, but six and three, I mean, all of that, all the meltdowns, you know, all the, like, Lamar disappearing, it, they're still first place in their division. They're still right there. They are in yeah. it's halfway through the season. Um, there's a still a you know a lot of football to go, but they are yes. in position. They they're you know you could be a lot worse. You could be the Packers. You could be the Buccaneers. Yeah. You could, I know the Buccaneers are the a first place team, but come on, uh, you could be, be the Rams. Rams. You you, yeah. you could really be you know on the bottom trying to dig your way out. I don't think the, the Ravens have to really lot, dig their a, way out. Yeah, talented teams that are on the outside mm-hmm. looking in right now. We have a lot of work to do in the second half to get back to that playoff picture. Yeah, so so good for the Ravens. You know that that I think Cincinnati's starting to maybe wake up a little. That becomes a fun race to the finish in that division. Uh, so of the long list of worst things in the uh, NFL <sighs> yeah. in Week Ten, uh, what will be your worst? Or Week Nine? I'm sorry. I, I struggled. That's struggling, but I struggled for <laughs> this one. And I got to tell you, it's two weeks coming now. But I've seen enough. Malik Willis is nope. not ready for prime time. I'm sorry. Nope. That I, I I'm glad the kid nope. got a chance, but that is just a, a a I can't even say competent. I mean, a barely competent quarterback beats the Chiefs, and I I, I honestly found myself feeling bad for the Titans because that defense and that defensive front. To the Chiefs, they 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 even though they gave up like 446 yards passing to Patrick Mahomes, they they worked their asses off to stay in that game, and that game should have never even gone to overtime. But that oh man, Malik Willis, it's it's not happening. Five of sixteen for 80 yards. I'll say it again. Five of sixteen for eighty yards in, a, in an almost victory. It worked the week before. They they were able to hide him and then just run to victory. You can do that against Houston. Yeah. You can't go into you can't go into Arrowhead and do that. And uh, yeah, it, it really did. You know, once I knew that I didn't have, I, I knew that the the cover was blown. I found myself wanting the Titans to win. Like you know, it, 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 sometimes you have that team who's that big of an underdog, who's fighting like hell, you, you, you kind of find yourself rooting for, for that, that story. Like, wow, this is really impressive what they're doing, the game plan, everything they had, and that at every turn that quarterback just kept letting them down. So uh, sounds like it's back to the Tanny show. And it, it, Never thought you'd miss Ryan Tannehill this bad, <laughs> did you? Uh, the Titans sure do. They are forcing his ass back out there this weekend, no matter how bad he feels. Man, like you're, so, you're ready now. You don't think yeah. you are, but it, you're ready. You're, you're getting back out there. Um, that, that was actually was a great battle Sunday night between the Titans yeah. and the Chiefs. It, it was a completely different style. It was definitely a styles clash between them two. Uh, so you know, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, they're they're out for blood and. Derrick Henry responds and dominates them on the other side. It, it just became a test of the Chiefs' creativity, finding their way down the field and, and matriculating against the Titans' physicality. And it's basically, uh, can we out-creative you and, and win this game, or are you just going to bludgeon us to death? And they almost did it. The Titans almost bludgeoned them to death. Uh, they, they annihilated the Kansas City offensive line. Uh, like you were saying, the Titans are just getting back there. Uh, Pat had to do it all himself. He had to, you know, start breaking out and running and runs for the touchdown, yep. runs for the two-point conversion uh, to tie it up. To tie it up. Uh, so a come-from-behind victory 
by the Chiefs. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have gone for it on fourth down in overtime if I were the Chiefs, but they did it anyway, and uh, it worked out for them because they wound up with a field goal. They, they, they kind of got lucky. They passed up the field goal to go for it because they were it was one of those situations where they were so close. They were like, oh, we got to do the Brandon Saylor. We got to go. Even though we're here yeah. in field goal range, they, they get it, but then they wind up getting bogged down and having to kick the field goal anyway. So they kind of got away with it there because if they turn it over on downs and then Derrick Henry decides to take it out and, and whip them with it in overtime and they're already tired, uh, I don't know if they could have stopped them. I think that I think that's just Titans down the field and uh, for the field goal or the touchdown, whichever way, uh, uh, they would have got the win. So Casey uh, kind of lucky, but kind of you know, de- determined and skilled. Don't don't want to take it away from uh, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. They they had to find a way, and they did. They found a way back. And I don't even, I don't even have an award for that game, but it was it was compelling. It was, it was great tense. theater on Sunday yeah. night because you you don't usually get two teams that are so diametrically opposite like that uh, in the way that they do business, but you got it. And they, they butted heads and had to go to an extra frame to, to decide it. So yeah, good on the Titans for uh, keeping up the fight there. Well, let's pile on Malik Willis one more moment here. Uh, okay. Let's not forget that, that 80 yard passing effort. He threw yeah. a 48 yard pass on his first play of the game. So if you take that away, it was only actually like 32, 30, 32 rest, yards. After the, the first, after the first play of the game, which was uh, which was just a, you know, like a wide receiver screen type play, it was a catch and run. Right. Right. Uh, after that, he threw for thirty two yards for the rest of the game. I mean, you got Derrick Henry back there beating the hell out of the Chiefs. You don't have to uh, throw it, right? Uh, <laughs> it almost it almost worked. And but when they needed worked. a throw, it wasn't there, yeah. and that's the point. It, no. You know, any any competent quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, Malik Willis could go on and have himself a great career, but he's just, just clearly – not now. Now is not the time. Not ready yet. I completely agree with that. Um, ah, so, so I'm just curious now, what's your worst of the week in a week of worsts? So much to, to choose from, right? It's got To me, it's got to be the potential Josh Allen injury. That's just – because it puts such a, a shadow – over the entire season, either yeah. he tries to, to power through and play through the injury and hurts himself worse. And now you have a whole playoff without Josh Allen and whoever comes out as the champ is going to be fraudulent because, oh, Josh Allen wasn't there. You really didn't beat the best team. Or he does miss time and, you know, finds the, the Bills find themselves out of the top of the AFC East. It's so close now that, you know, the Chiefs have come back now because of the loss to the Jets, uh, to right. now where they're tied. Of course, Buffalo has the tiebreaker so key with that win over the Chiefs, but they're right there. No, you know, another L, and the Chiefs keep winning, and now the Chiefs are back on top. Um, and there's other competition as well, breathing down their their necks. Uh, so that's the dilemma that the Bills are going through, right? You know, right up to the second, up to the hour, however they describe uh, Josh Allen's uh, injury and. and Right now, it looks like he's going to give it a go because the Bills had a chance to uh, move up a quarterback from the taxi squad today, and they did not do it. So that uh, apparently means he's going to give it a go. Um, But either way, either he uh, doesn't miss time, tries to play through it, and and hurts himself worse, uh, or he he does take some time off, and the Bills lose that top spot and wind up having to go on the road and maybe uh, set up for another sour end to, to their title chase and uh, yet another disappointing season for, for Buffalo fans. Um, 
but yeah, that that's the thing to me kind of made me sick to my stomach to think that everything being so lined up and set up for the Bills to make uh, a legit run uh, at the title, best team in the league, despite them not being undefeated, uh, anyone who thinks the Eagles is better than the Bills is a dumb fuck or, or Eagles fan. Um, <laughs> well, everything laid out in the front same of thing, them. Right? Well, I, that was J at IMLDJ, uh, JTG. <laughs> I, I did not say that. That was that was J. Um, but that that's the thing to me, and it probably makes you a little sicker. You being uh, the original uh, Bills fan, Hipster yep. J, and the man that picked them to win the title this year before the season started, uh, along with a lot of other people. But it just the thought that that guy that's playing so uh, out of his mind and putting himself on a, on a pedestal and, and MVP, uh, you know, runaway MVP candidate uh, that getting his arm bent back and his elbow bent back and, and his, his UCL uh, damaged. Uh, oh, that, that just made me sick to, to think that I, that of the, the bad things that might happen because of that one way or another, um, you know, all we can do is, is hope for the best case scenario, which is he kind of powers through it and, and it, it, you know, it just, takes care of himself and makes it where it doesn't get hurt worse. And maybe he's not playing uh, like the Josh Allen that we're used to and has to sort of dial it back uh, for the next several weeks, but is able to preserve himself uh, to, to make an actual legit playoff run where he cuts it loose again. That's basically the, the best case scenario because everything right. else, every other possible scenario, you know, kind of sucks. Yes. And to your point, I had this as my letdown of the week. Because yeah. you know, obviously, maybe I don't know. I'm maybe I'm not more personally invested in this, but to me, I just think it's a letdown for the, for the sport, for for the mm-hmm. game, for the watchability, for the drama. This league right now, without Josh Allen, this league already struggling to put a halfway decent product out on the field. We've seen some. I can't remember a year where we've seen more bad football than we've seen this year. More more prime time bad football. More, where we talk about meltdowns every week, uh, bad defense, bad tackling, you name it. But you know, there's there's a few teams though that were sort of that 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 bright shining light at the top of the hill. You know, made you aspire to be like them, and that and the Bills were one of those. And yeah, it's a baseball injury. Uh, anybody who watches baseball knows all about UCLs and and uh, and Tommy John. Yeah. And how many times do we see pitchers say that they're going to work through it and it actually works out okay? It really just becomes a, a ticking time bomb, you know, where it's that, that next throw or that next hit, um, you know, even if there's where we're going to limp this along to, you know, it's going to become an off-season surgery thing. But, you know, I mean, I honestly, if I am the Bills, I'm not starting Josh Allen this week. I, I don't feel – any reason why you would send him out there in a non-conference game um, at all against the Vikings, who even maybe without Josh Allen, it's not necessarily just an automatic L. You know, that the Vikings are going to come into your house and just trounce you. You know, Case Keenum's not Skylar Thompson. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> or Malik Willis. <laughs> or, Mal- oh, or Malik Willis. Um but yeah, I, that was a letdown to me just for the overall impact on the game, not just the game against the Jets, because clearly Josh Allen wasn't the same guy in the second half. I mean, I saw more balls bouncing to his receivers and short arm throws and 
I mean, if you, the Jets give them all the credit in the world, right? Sauce Gardner and all those guys. They, no, you bet back the best quarterback in the league's arm, and he wasn't the same guy, and he tried to get through it, and, and you got one. Good for you guys, but if that's 100% Josh Allen, yeah, the Bills don't, don't probably cover that game, but I don't think we get that same type of result. Um, with that banged up Josh Allen in the second half against the Jets. Because we've seen the Bills too many times where they just kind of lollygag, and then all of a sudden the light switch goes off, and but wait a minute, I feel better. And, and, yeah. and then they go on that one drive and it's all they need. And then that game, that's all they needed, and their quarterback was clearly not able to perform. I hope he's able to. I've got a bad feeling about it. I think you know a lot of times with those arm injuries, even for the pitchers in baseball, uh, rest is probably the best medicine. Um, wait till we start. We're going to start hearing about uh, platelet-rich uh, injections <laughs> or whatever. We're going to start hearing about all of those things eventually because it really feels like Josh Allen's probably headed towards Tommy John surgery. Whatever you do, just don't get on a plane with Aaron Rodgers and go drink some mystical juice because that's not the answer either. Um, so, yeah, who's big the one? down to me. Who's the one pitcher for the Yankees? Was it Masahiro Tanaka? It was, it was Masahiro Tanaka, who actually played through it. We always were worried that that was a rubber band that was about to snap, and it never happened. All these years that we've heard guys, yeah. well, I'm going to just decrease my velocity and just uh-huh. try to pitch through it. And all, every one of them has to eventually, okay, I got to go get surgery. Yeah. It didn't work out. He's the only guy, Tanaka, that I, I, it actually worked. He actually decreased his velocity. He yeah. actually pitched. Uh, he used to sit 92, 94, if I remember when he first got there to the Yankees. And then after that uh, diagnosis, he, from the rest, from that point to the rest of his career, which is another three, four, five years, I think uh, that his fastball was, was like 89 to 92. He actually did it. He actually pulled it off and managed to never get that surgery. Every single other person you hear about damages their UCL eventually, whether it's now or a few months from that, from then it's going to mean, get that, that ligament replaced and then go sit down for, for a year, year and a half. Every yeah, the reason and, the reason yeah. we remember Tanaka is because he's the only one. Because he's the outlier, yes. Yeah, he's the one who didn't have to do it. We don't remember the name of every guy who's had Tommy John surgery. That would, we, would, we don't have enough time in this show or the after show to go through that hundreds, list. But I hundreds will say, and hundreds of guys. I'm not a doctor, but it is cold in my basement. Um, oh. You know. <laughs> I will say throwing a baseball, throwing a football, completely different motions. So it, it maybe that you look at the ways when you throw a football, you know, you're not doing it with the like you are with the baseball where you're you're bending that thing back and the arms going all the way back. I mean, you can you know, Josh Allen throw 95 every throw. Correct. So and you can still and you can throw a football, you know, and still be successful. You don't have to throw it through a brick wall, but that's who Josh Allen is. And if he try, you know, he gets into the game moment, he tries to dial that up, and it's not there. Um, we'll see. Maybe he'll just try to play with the pain, and they'll they'll shoot him up every game. I just uh, I'd rather just see him rest here. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what their schedule looks like uh, coming up here. Uh, let me see here, just real quick. They've got the Vikings, the Browns, the Lions. You know, yeah. Case Keenum could win two of those. I'm with you. I, the very okay. next week after having that elbow bent like that, you're going to yeah. send them back out there? No, I, I wouldn't do it either. All right, so that gets two awards out of the way. Your worst of the week and, and my letdown. Yeah. Um, the 
couple awards for me as well because the Bears and Justin Fields was my surprise of the week. So, because um, I was just I, like I said, oh, never okay. would I thought that the the all time quarterback record was would be broke by Justin Fields. That was just a complete <laughs> shock to me. So I doubled. So we doubled up there too. Right. Um, um, so I would be. I go to my smartest of the week, the one I had the hardest time with. Um, okay. But. It has nothing to do with the fact that I won this pick. Man, go coach. 14-0 and now at home against rookie quarterbacks. They sacked poor Sam Ellinger nine times. I want to know what the secret sauce is for Bill Belichick because whatever he's dialing up, whatever he can scheme and confuse and the things that he can come up with, uh, the defense of the Patriots – was on fire for that game. And then that, oh man, that, that, the poor Colts had no chance. So anytime you can give smartest to the goat, it's pretty smart. So I'm going to say goat coach, you know, he's still the goat. Uh, Chaco Hooters came in big for you. Yeah. Chaco right. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's a Chaco Hooters game. Uh, goat coach, rookie quarterback. Goat coach, goat coach rookie quarterback. Yeah. Chaco Hooters, Chaco Hooters. Uh, nine sacks. Um, yeah. The, the your lock comes comes through. Yes. You finally get off the schneid <laughs> with, uh, with locks. You think he completed his first pass of the game in the second quarter? Sam Ellinger did. Uh, o of fourteen on third down. O of mm. fourteen on third downs. Mm. Um. And and the pick six that he threw that was that bounced off a of receiver's hands. Well, it's not going your way. It's not going yeah. your way. It's just it, yeah. It, it wasn't their day. It, it was it was not the Colts' day. Um, it was definitely not Frank Reich's day, was it? <laughs> no. Uh, the the end of the line uh, after that uh, performance or lack thereof, and and he gets uh, shit canned. And Jeff Saturday takes over as the as a new coach with all that coaching experience. Um. Yeah, which is to say, he has none. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't have a, a war for that. It's just kind of, I do. Kind of throw my oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is not smartest. <laughs> no, it's the opposite of smartest. That's my, since you brought it up. I just gotta say, yeah, it's my stupidest of the week. Is that this Colts just? It's me. This is this is a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> The Colts organization has kind of been under the radar stupid, but you think back now, and you're just left scratching your head. Their quarterback decisions with all these over-the-hill aging quarterbacks and all these retreads you know, with, with, with a great defense and what in the past had been a great offensive line make no sense. The couple of weeks ago where they just start blaming coordinators when you could have clearly blamed other coordinators, you know, for meltdowns and collapses in some of these games, the benching of Matt Ryan, which I understand, I know that there was a, an injury, but to then go, Hey, Sam Ellinger's our guy for the whole rest of the year, uh, probably wasn't the smartest thing to say because of, you know, (laughs) one awful performance and then another, and then that guy's fired. And then they hire an ESPN analyst, former player, (laughs) Pretty much off the street. He has as much NFL coaching experience as you and I do. Yeah. Um, and I would have done the job for half. 
I, I don't know why my <laughs> phone wasn't ringing. I would have taken half of whatever his salary that they gave him is. I, that's a clear fan service move. It's not putting. Is that going to put booties in the seats or any? Yeah, no one's coming out to see joke. Jeff Saturday coach. That's right. So we talk about the joke franchises in the NFL. We never talk about the Colts. The Colts just jumped right to the front of the line, right? They're, they're up there. They're with always the Browns right there. And the Raiders, and it was always right there in front of us. So, yeah, stupidest of the week is just the the. It's all of us for not realizing <laughs> how stupid the Colts are. Yeah, the, uh, Jimmers, they they're they're always there. They're always they yeah. they may not win many of those races for dumbest franchises, oh. but they they always show. They they always yeah. find their way in the in the circle there for uh, win place show money. They're always contending. Yeah, uh, I tell you franchise. what, coming, they're coming around the turn now. Colts are out in front. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Potato skins got that secretarial lead. They're out oh. there pretty far. <laughs> you know. But, but that's all front office stuff. I don't think it's affecting the on the field too much. I mean, I'm sure mm, in the overall it does. But at least, hey, at least they're trying. <laughs> yeah. At least Tyler uh, Heineken is not trying. Sam Ellinger or Malik Willis. <laughs> uh, he's not too much better. Um, but yeah, that was. I don't. I, I don't have that for dumbest move or or WTF move or because I just. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell, like, what what do you think is going to change with Jeff Saturday sitting there on the sideline going, okay, now what do we do? I don't know what, what happens. Because yeah. anyone else you put in that position is not going to have too much more success because your on-field product stinks. There's yeah. nothing you can really do about the, the Colts this year because the guys on the field are no good. Your star running back can't stay healthy. He's ineffective when he's out there. You're – 39-year-old whatever quarterback is is hurt and benched, and the guy that's uh, taking his place is no good. It's just the, 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 there's no weapons right now. There's uh, there's nothing you can do. The star the star linebacker can't stay on the field. It's just uh, everything's just going to shit right now in, in Indianapolis, and there's kind of nothing. You can put you know, Humpty Dumpty back there as a, as a coach, and nothing's going to really matter. Nothing's going to change, so. You know, that just that was my reaction to it. it was just like, really? Uh, okay, whatever. So yeah, that's Jim. That's Jim say for you. So what was your stupidest of the week? Um, I, I got to get in my smartest. Uh, which, oh right. Which, which makes me look the stupidest because the Cincinnati oh. Bengals were listening last mo- uh, last Sunday morning, <laughs> and we called them the stupidest <laughs> yeah. team for not using Joe Mixon uh, yeah. in the Monday night loss to Cleveland. And I guess they figured out how to use Joe Mixon on Sunday uh, against the Carolina Panthers. They they yeah. definitely turned that around and figured that Boy, out. Boy, howdy. And, and so, I don't even think that the, the Bengals had, like, the greatest game. But because the, the, the Panthers did not put up any resistance, which makes Thursday night, this last Thursday night, even more mystifying. Like, what are you no. guys doing, Carolina? Are you tanking yeah. or not? Uh, they don't know. I don't know. Ugh. You don't know. But nobody knows. But yeah, no. Joe Mixon had himself one hell of a day. But you know, uh, since his offensive line was still not that great, um, possessed in his, his catches, his his running, man. And yeah, uh, five touchdowns total on the day. Um, just dominates the Carolina Panthers. And the reason they dominated the Carolina Panthers is because I put money on that shit. And that oh, makes like me real the, money. I, 
Yes, I'm not doing the myself for the dumbest, but just if you're wondering why there was a, a team up 35 nothing at halftime, it's because I was the one backing the nothing. That's why. This is why I don't gamble. <laughs> you locked that up, too. I, that was my lock of the week. That's pretty much why I put money on it was because yeah. I was on such a streak of winning my lock. So every time I won my lock, I would go, God, if I had money on that. Oh. And so finally, Sunday, I decided to put money on You know, I'm, I, I, got, I locked up the Panthers. They're big underdogs. If I get the money line, that's a good chunk of change. If they win the game straight up, they, they didn't win the game straight up. They, they also didn't cover the spread. They, they didn't do anything. I, there's not too much more worse of a feeling to put real money on a team and then watch the bottom line scoreboard go 7 nothing and then 14 nothing and then 21 nothing and then 28 nothing at that point I was kind of rooting for for them to get I didn't know what was happening how this was all happening I was just looking at bottom line while I was watching other games and at that point I'm like get to 35 so I could not care about this for the, for the rest of the day and they got to 35 before the uh, before the first half of it. I was like okay thank you thank you Reminding me why I don't bet this shit. Why I don't put real money on this. Yeah. One win again. One victory in the entire afternoon slate. Um, so I went back and I, I didn't put a whole lot of money on the uh, late afternoon games. Those two games in the late afternoon, but I did chase. I did try to bet those two late afternoon games as well, and lost both of those. And oh, no. then. Then when I stopped betting is when I started winning, uh, when I won the right, two primetime games. Yeah, because, you would have actually I gone, have, yeah. yeah. I didn't have money on those. So. Wow. Smartest is the Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor uh, for, for, for actually listening to our show and listening to us call them dumb uh, before the game Sunday. And then they went out and said, oh, yeah, we're dumb. Watch this. Yeah. Uh, so who was the dumbest or stupidest, as I call it? Right, so you covered your dumbest with, uh, with I did, Jimmer's my dumbest. The Colts. Yeah, the Colts. Uh, a lifetime Achievement Award here in week nine. Uh, yeah. Um, so my dumbest is, uh, is is not on the field. Uh, it was what happened after. You like that? You like that? So the Minnesota Vikings move along yep. with, with their victory to uh, to go to uh, seven and, and one. They beat the uh, Potato Skins and Kirk Cousins' big return back to to Washington. The dumbest is the post game um, antics and celebrations, where Cousins uh, again, yet again, trying to get himself trending and get himself over. Uh, so you had to you like that that whole thing started uh, with a victory when he was a member of the Washington football team and just some random walking past reporters and shouting you like that and that became uh, a meme not because it was so cool or interesting but because it was more like what what why did he say that what is this but it got him it got him over in in pro wrestling parlance it got him it got him over it got a pop so he's been trying to to replicate that in his career since then like the next win after that if you recall he walks past the reporters and tries to do this sort of like Southern drawl, all shugs, Ric Flair type of woo, woo-wee. And he's trying to once again, you know, get himself trending and, and popping uh, on social media and whatnot. Um, and that was just a naked attempt to get himself over again. Didn't, didn't catch on at all. Not like that you like that. So now this game, after he comes in and beats Washington, he goes viral 
by uh, getting on the team plane. Somebody films him. He takes his shirt off. He's got every gold chain of every teammate uh, on his chest. Like he's trying to look like a white Mr. T. Um, he's got the, you like that Chan in the locker room before that happened, before they got on the plane, he leaves him in a one, two, three, you like that. It's like, really? They, they weren't even your teammates when you did that the first time. What's, what's the point of that? Um, and then the, the whole fight with the, with the shirt off and the chains and the flexing and, and then the, the sunglasses, all that, the, the whole thing to me is, is just dumb because you're trying to make yourself some sort of uh, next level internet meme superstar, and you're 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 not that guy at all. Like it, it's everyone's laughing at you, dude. They're not laughing for you or with you. Uh, they're laughing at you because you're such a dweeb, and you're showing yourself <laughs> to be a dweeb. And that's why it's just so dug. It's such a naked attempt to make yourself popular and and get some sort of pop on social media. It, it just it just makes you look stupid. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's like. It's the TikTok age, right? Right. That, that's all, that's all it is. I saw that. I gave it no mind. I looked yeah. at it and I was like, "Wow, that's dumb." And, and yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> that you give it a stupidest award because I saw it. And I was like, "Well, that's really stupid," and I just moved on. <laughs> and it wasn't anything I dwelled on at all. It was just I dismissed it. Mhm. Um, it was a part of the dumb week of football that we had. Uh, yeah. He goes viral in a game in which a play went viral that I didn't give an award to, but it just, it's perfect that it gets wrapped up in that. And maybe you reference it or talk about that. Uh, the great pick and roll by the referee in that game. Oh, that was great. Uh, wasn't it? I did not give uh, that an award. That was awesome though. That assist. Yeah. Steve. First Patrick of all, Heineke threw that ball into quadruple coverage. <laughs> the ref only throw. took one of the four guys out. <laughs> the other, the other guys, guys took themselves still let out. Curtis Samuel catch the ball then everybody decides that Curtis Samuel's radioactive or something and doesn't can't bother touch touching him can't touch, can't touch this don't and let him roll into the end zone um that was that was pretty bad that was pretty terrible um <laughs> three dbs three or four waiting yeah. for that shitty ass beer four. man when he and they all kind of do the three stooges and bump into each other after the referee <laughs> takes them down. It was, yeah, it was. Oh uh, yeah. It, it was just fitting. And this week, uh, in, in week ten in the NFL, basically this should have been playing in the background for half of the half of the games, um, and, and Yagami Stacks <laughs> could have been playing for the yeah. other half. Oh, it, it, it was man. it was terrible. Uh, that's good. I like that. So what? That takes me to my surprise of the week. All right. And we're doubling up on this one. I didn't even realize <laughs> it that you already gave this award. So, I, I, but yeah. I need you to play. I need some Undertaker for this one. Uh oh. Somebody, something came back from the dead this week. It was the Bengals' running game. Oh. I, I didn't even realize that I had this here. Bengals' run game pulls an Undertaker. And that was you smelled me putting money on them. That's right. That was surprising to me. Um, like I said, their offensive line wasn't great. But, you know, they, they clearly got a team in their building that for whatever reason, we said that the Panthers didn't get the memo. Well, they got the memo. Hmm. I texted you during that game. Looks like they got the memo. They yeah. got the tanking memo. 
and, uh, and the, no, and the Carolina, Bengals heard, heard, our, heard our show and heard us calling yeah. him stupid for not using him uh, the, the, the game before. But after after Joe Mixon for the first you know eight weeks had been the one of the most, if not the most, inefficient running backs in the league. Yeah. He's getting the carries. He's just not going anywhere, and that that doesn't necessarily mean that's all his fault. Uh, apparently, he was tired of hearing that, <laughs> and and he did the taker. And man, if that's sort of an awakening for Cincinnati, because they're going to need something without Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's what I was saying when he went down. Was they? Yeah, they got to rely He's on, on the, the running game to, to balance things out again. Yeah, right. And that game when Jamar Chase got hurt, Cincinnati had no adjustment. No, they looked awful without without Chase. They, 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 that performance that they had had the week before was the reason we picked against them. Like these guys are dumb, <laughs> and they turned right around. And Joe Mixon, yeah, uh, four touchdowns in the first half. Uh, puts the cherry on top in the third quarter. So that surprised me. <laughs> I'm guessing it surprised both of us. Promise you that doesn't happen if I didn't put money on the Panthers. Promise. <laughs> so so that, uh, what's your surprise and letdown if you didn't do your letdown? Because I already did mine. Right. Uh, right. I didn't do my letdown. I did my surprise talking about Justin Fields and the and the 178. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't want to lose sight of the three touchdown throws, by the way, because you see all the running and oh, by the way, he threw three touchdowns. Um, yeah. The throw the the, the Darnell Mooney was gorgeous. Just a, there was, a, yeah, one of those throw. was really nice. I do remember that one of the t- the touchdown throws was really nice. I'm 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 actually winning money as I'm watching Justin Fields do all this too, which was nice. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and, and Tua and the Dolphins couldn't be stopped. They they still lose the game. They don't, but they do cover the spread. The Bears did. Um, but Tua comes back, keeps coming back, gets to win 300 yards. Uh, more reason for hope for Chicago. I was just very surprised at the, at the Justin Fields effort. All praise to Luke Getze. He's getting it done uh, as the OC for Chicago. He's actually using Justin Fields the way he's supposed to be used, um, and, and that's such a you know such a key. We we talk about the uh, genius minds and and all these guys being creative and finding ways to use their talent the way it's supposed to be used, and and. It seems like such a difficult thing to do, but it's – I don't think it is. I don't think it's quite as hard as people make it out to be. Look at your team. Look at your talent. See what they do best and do that. Try to do that. That Whatever that thing is that they do best, do that and see how far that takes you. Instead of saying, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be our identity and we're going to – well, if that's not what you do best, then that's really stupid. Don't Don't do that. Uh, so I'm just very happy that Chicago has finally gotten that memo to do that. So I was surprised at that. My letdown of the week, Romeo Dobbs, on oh. the first play of the game. It, it felt like to me. Was he uh, on as, your fantasy squad? Is that, is that, as, am I sensing something here? As a Romeo Dobbs fantasy or a former Romeo Dobbs fantasy owner, because I cut his ass <laughs> after that. Um, <laughs> besides that, beyond that, yes, he was on my team. Um, beyond that, it felt like the end of any chance that Aaron Rodgers had of sort of turning things around, because uh, that was like the one guy, right, of all those buster receivers. Sammy Watkins looks like he's washed. Yeah. Uh, Lazard is in and out of the lineup. Uh, of course, uh, Randall Cobb's hurt. Dobbs seemed like the one guy that was – and Christian Washington uh, can't stay on the field. Dobbs seemed right. like the guy that was – if anyone was going to develop something with Rodgers and – and sort of help him get out of this malaise 
and, and put some sort of second half of the season together. It felt to me, it felt like it was going to be Romeo Dobbs. Uh, and the first catch of the game goes down, twisted up his ankle. He's out for four weeks. Right. And they never recover. And the Packers look like the, the Packers have been looking all year, which is inept and woeful. And they wind up losing to the Lions. And, yeah, that ties right into uh, my award for the Packers. Hit it, Joe. <laughs> oh, I, I figured that was coming. Uh... Struggling. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense is struggling. And the the uh, multiple interception game from Rodgers, the yeah. five five trips inside the Lions' 30-yard line. That's the Packers' three points in that game. Five. Um, five trips. Two of those goal-to-go. Three of those might be goal-to-go. Yeah, three of those were goal-to-go. They they lost by six. And you mm. get five trips deep into enemy territory, three of those in goal-to-go situations, and you muster three points. And and, and, the, and the pick, uh, when he was trying to throw it to Bakhtiari, like, Bakhtiari, uh, the, uh, another one hits a dude in the head and bounces up. Just, you know, Rodgers with the, you know, people always used to, you know, give like Eli Manning a hard time about the all shucks face, you know. Hmm. Rodgers just kind of has this like, I just don't give a fuck anymore look on his face now. <laughs> you know, it, 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 early in the season he was kind of getting fired up and you could see he was getting mad at guys. Now he just throws these balls and guys aren't where they're supposed to be or dudes are straight up dropping throws. And he just kind of like has this like, eh? <laughs> all right, what can I do? Nothing, you know. Um, beat up a telephone, so we had some yeah, anger still. Not, not going very good, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense uh, struggling. Uh, they can get all sorts of awards. They can get struggling. They get that throw backwards across the field on fourth and goal to your mm-hmm. left tackle. Really? Oh, that's what really? you're giving it to? There you go. We're just we're stacking the Packers here. What the hell? I was I watched that live and I'm like, yeah. oh my god! Like, did you draw that up? <laughs> and you threw it right to uh, Hutchinson, just right yeah. to him. <laughs> I just had to be looking up, like, oh my god, he's throwing it right to me. Oh, what a gift! <laughs> Thank like, you, Mr. Got, Aaron Rodgers. You've got Aaron Jones. You've got AJ Dillon. And you nah, get a team nah. that cannot stop the nah. run unless you're the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> no, nah, we're not using any of those. We're using David Bakhtiari as our open receiver. And that, that went about the way it's, it's supposed to go. I yeah. wasn't very impressed by anything the Lions did. The Packers are just inept. Right. People are like, oh, the Lions' defense. No, no, no. 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 Stop. They you don't know anything about football. No. <laughs> Watch the game. That's one of Actually the worst. Watching the game. That, that that is a damn near historically bad defense. That was the, the Packers just couldn't do anything, and the Packers have been this way for five, six games in a row now, where they they show up, they the defense plays. I, I mean, they only gave up fifteen to the Lions on the road. Um, you you, you should have beaten those guys, but yeah, they they come up with nine. Oof. Oof. Yeah, that's yeah. that throwback. That that's just desperation to 
throwback guy in TD or O-line. That's, I cannot that's, believe yeah, that's that. Just, we, we have nothing else. <laughs> we have tried everything else. This, we have nothing else we can try. We're going to try this now because yeah. we I, don't I, know I, what I, else I can to see do. Matt LaFleur looking over at the, the OC or whoever, whoever he's working with on calling plays and being like, we got anything left? What do we got? Um, we, we, we tried this in practice where we fake one way and throw back the other oh. to back the Yari. Oh. Did it work? Uh, nah, not really. Well, we're due. Uh, go. Uh, Call okay, me. go. Break. <laughs> uh, do you have a Do you have a struggling? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, struggling. Struggling. But yeah. my problem with them is I. I went on for the last couple of years about how awesome that NFC West is with all the creative minds there between Sean McVay <laughs> and Cliff Who's Kingsbury. Right <laughs> oh God. Be Carol. Oh God, Geno Smith. All right. <laughs> Be Carol and the, uh, and the extremely not creative, uh, offense. Yeah. but Hey, it's effective. Um, so definitely got to give them credit for that. But w- w- the, 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 the offensive minds are struggling uh, in the in the other yes. with the other teams there, uh, that's my problem with with Kingsbury and the Cardinals. I don't see creativity. I don't see structure. I don't see uh, the quarterback clearly uh, plays like he doesn't prepare. The, the the whole kerfuffle before the season began about we we're gonna give him the bag, but we're also gonna make him uh, put it in his contract that he has to study for the games because apparently he doesn't study well enough. Well, he sure plays like he doesn't study for the games. I you know, thought it was very unfair to do that to him publicly. Uh, but yeah. it sure looks like it. It looks like it's, it's actually warranted. But I don't think the coaching is much better either. I don't think he's getting very well coached because there doesn't seem to be anything. You want to talk about, here Here we go, with this week nine and some of the crazy things that happened, uh, throwing backwards uh, to your offensive lineman in the end zone is, is desperation. The Cardinals. Uh, had a double forward pass in the third quarter. That is desperation. That's a direct reflect on bad coaching. You do not run that play until you have sufficiently practiced it. You practice it to death and get it right before you run it in the game. You do not run a double uh, pass play in which the pass goes forward both times. You, you don't do that shit unless you've practiced it and make sure that it doesn't go forward. I think we did some of that stuff in the schoolyard because there was no referee out there to right. uh, to witness it and blow the uh, the whistle and throw a flag on it. Uh, yeah, oh. you, you don't do that shit in the pros unless you've sufficiently practiced it. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks put the cards away, which is easier when they're putting themselves away with double forward passes. So they're yes. definitely struggling. Yeah, and you know, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury was basically selected to be tied at the hip with right. Kyler Murray and, and they're they're gonna hold the wheel of the ship and drive that thing straight to the bottom together they're tying uh nooses around each other's necks they're yes. yelling at each other every game like it feels like every game they're they're yeah. bickering and getting mad and screaming at each other and Kyler one of those primetime games is yelling right at in uh, Kingsbury's face calm the fuck down calm the fuck down and I'm like yeah First of all, you're the one that's not very calm. 
Um, and second, how can you get away with yelling that right in your head coach's face? Can you imagine someone going up to Bill Belichick and yelling in his face to calm the fuck down? How quickly sure. would that guy be thrown off the planet? Not off the team, off the side yep. of the planet. Oh, man. <sighs> all right. I guess all I've got left is uh, some Danielle. Oh, you, you, you're Danielle. That's right. Yeah. That's what I was saying to a young man. I didn't even know who he was. But the the spotlight will always find you. Uh, Young defensive lineman from the Atlanta Falcons, Taquan Graham, (laughs) has victory in his hands in an improbable fashion because the San Diego – I'm sorry, oh, drink. Oh. Uh, The Los Angeles Clipper Chargers – and Austin Eckler fumble as they're going in to kick the game-winning field goal, and the ball is picked up by Taquan Graham, who's apparently who's fairly speedy for a defensive lineman, and he gets that ball, and he's running, and he gets the ball back to about his own 40, maybe 50, you know, about, the, about midfield, and then just, whoop, just drops the ball. <laughs> it just pops out. Nobody hit him. Nobody touched him. He's just running. He's having his moment. And he just fumbles the ball right back to the Chargers, who then throw the ball, get another 20-yard completion, and kick the game-winning field goal. Yeah. The whole end of that game was crazy. But the, was uh, was Eckler's elbow down? It looked like a clear touchdown for Eckler, but then they'd Zapruder film it and find out that, <laughs> oh, it looks like his wrist and maybe his elbow just gently touched and Atlanta stays in the game and then San Diego gets the ball back. Got drink. The Clipper Chargers get the ball back again. <laughs> and then that take oh man, Taquan Taquan Graham. Not Taquan Smith. Taquan Graham. Just I don't know, they must have just pig grease or something on it. Just whoop. Right the ball. I don't know what was going on, but two you know, Eckler fumbled it. Graham fumbled it. it with nobody touched him just I mean, it, it, I'm serious. When he was running, if you would have heard the little boop sound, you know, when the ball came out. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee uh, Berman was on ESPN Plus giving you the whoa. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Taquan Graham. Well, well, welcome to our show. Yeah. Game tied at 17 at that point. He, yeah. That, that return gives Atlanta the W, like you said, um, if, he, if he can hold on to it. Uh, that he's got another – 10 or 15 yards in front of them, and then it's just, you know, maybe 10 yards and then a young way coup field goal, and they go, everybody right. go home. Right. And nope, it just drops it right back to the other team. And after Eckler gets let off the hook, basically, mm-hmm. for fumbling as he's about to get them into field goal range to win the game. So just what a wild finish. And, of course, that was a, a hook on us. No, of course. I mean, a push. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you're right. It wasn't a hook. It was a it was a push. It was a push. It was one of our three. Uh but the sound drop there. That's a special request. Um, not directly to me, but the Atlanta Falcons radio guy after that play, after the take Ron Graham uh, after the oh. fumble. Yeah. Actually said the words, cue up the yakety sacks on that one. <laughs> so I had to play that. That another listener of our show. Exactly. That was a him deep and, special request. Him and Mina Kimes. We're getting all kinds of listeners <laughs> to our show now. So I had to do my Casey case in there. And now, a long-distance request for the Atlanta Falcons radio oh. broadcaster. 
who wanted to hear Yakety Sax for the double fumble. So there it was. I'm Casey Kasem. Keep, keep reaching <sighs> for the stars. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep <laughs> reaching right. for the stars. That's right. Oh, Skypoint to Casey. Ah, yeah, that was uh, that was a thing. That was part of the the of week nine. It was uh, it was just a bizarre ass week nine. There's other things that happened that we didn't even get around to. Um, we we had the uh, Jaguars come home after blowing the England game versus the Broncos, and they knock yeah. off uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, who uh, are also struggling. Um, yes, and that that's uh, that's, an, uh, that's another one in the column of uh playing a week after the London game doesn't really matter because as I said before on a previous show I did the research and figured out that teams that play the week after the London game it's not a real deficit or advantage uh, either way it's, yeah. it's kind of even as far as uh, covering the points for it so uh there, there's another on the one in the column for that I wanted yeah? the Jaguars to win I said that when we made the pick and uh I, well, my my takeaway from that game is uh Devontae Adams went into witness protection in the second half of that game. He put them on his back in the first half. Uh, Vegas led 17 to nothing. And the Jaguars defense remembered to guard Devontae Adams. Wait a minute. Good on them. And here's the Jags only two games out in that piece of crap division. Mm -hmm. Uh, But meanwhile, boy wonders uh, Raiders tenure just continues to to suck Mm. out loud. Another genius. Another one of those struggling geniuses. Uh, the the Rams, that struggling genius, should have beaten Tommy and the Buccaneers. Should have. God, the, they they weren't any good. The Bucks were not game. any good. That was an awful football game. The uh, the Bucks had no protection. Uh, yeah. It was non-existent. Tommy was getting beaten around. Uh, the Rams made the uh, the big play after the two minute two minute warning to turn the ball over back to them. And the Rams promptly go three and out as quickly as you possibly could and put it back to to the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy yeah. goes uh, on the big drive to win the game. And Jalen Ramsey, after the game, correctly says, defense shouldn't have had to been, uh, keep going back out there. We made the stop to win the game. Eventually, yeah. the, the other guys have to play too. So basically, he was calling out uh, Matthew Stafford in that terrible Rams offense. Uh, that's another genius coach in Sean McVay is just – uh, you know, I, I understand they're, they're not protecting Matthew Stafford. There's not much you right. can and do creatively. And their running game. Yeah. In, in, in another, in another, in a season where we have nothing, these teams that can't stop the run and then refuse to run the ball efficiently, uh, the Rams are the worst with running the football. Uh, if, not, if the Rams aren't the worst, the Buccaneers are. Because yeah, there's they're, oh they're, yeah, hold my beer, watch this. <laughs> they are dead last. Uh, uh, yeah. Your 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 PFF uh, grades for uh, running the football this year: Rams DFL, Bucks are thirty. Mm. The only team in between them is the Colts. That, that game fit perfectly into the. That was the big spotlight game. We're only having two games in the uh-huh. second half. Uh, you know, in the, in the late afternoon slate, and that's because this big one, Rams Bucks. This is the one right here. Everyone that's is right. going to want to see this game. Fuck oh you, America. What a, <laughs> what a <laughs> terrible, terrible game. But why is the NFL giving everybody a middle finger? Why did they do that to us? What did we do to deserve that? Oh. Uh, and, but the only other thing I had was just to uh, give more credit to the Jets for that Bills victory. The, yeah. the Jets 
took that from them. The Bills didn't give it up. Uh, Jets only blitzed Project twice. They tried to out-Buffalo Buffalo, and they did. And, and so they did. Kudos to the Jets. That young defense, they, they're swaggering. They, uh, they know what they're doing. Um, and, and it was a big deal that Matt Milano wasn't there. Uh, they, I think he was activated but wound up not playing. Uh, the Jets were able to move around and run the ball and hide their quarterback, Zach Wilson. And that's really the only chance they had to beat the Jets is if they were able to do that. Um, and the Jets' D was young and, and hungry and fast and came to play. And the Bills just couldn't walk in and instantly win the game. And they, they tried and, and they failed and give the Jets credit for, for taking it away from them. I mean, the Bills, that's always the Bills' problem, right? Level yeah. of engagement. is the, the Bills' biggest enemy is the Bills. Correct, as always. And, they, and, and it also helps when you uh, bend the arm back of the best player in the league. Uh, that's something you can't plan on doing, but yeah. it happened. So uh, so the, the big question is whether he'll be able to recover from that and be effective tomorrow. And uh, we're both yeah. on record. He really shouldn't, but – um, it looks like they're going to try to pull that and off. And here we right are, t- 10 p.m. Saturday night before the games are going to start tomorrow. We, we still don't know. Uh, I, mean, that, I think Sean McDonough is playing he, it's hour by hour, it's minute by minute. I mean, I don't know. Do they yeah. even just do they just throw him out there and be like, see what you got? Or there, Yeah, I, that's I would, what it sounds like they would do. I wouldn't start him at all. I think we were both on record. Like, protect your asset here. Um you know, you don't want to look back and go, well, when the Bills, you know, you know, you know, first round exit in the playoffs with Kate, you know, Case Keenum going, well, you know, we needed him against the Vikings. Mm. Yeah, that, that's on. what I'm afraid of too. All right, we will figure out how we're going to play that game for our picks um, and all of the other games as well um, when we come back and make our picks for Week Ten in the NFL, and we'll do that in a couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. 
Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Wanted to welcome on uh, Amazon Music as well, our latest uh, addition to the family that picked up our show. So very happy to be affiliated with them. Uh, as we get ready to make our week 10 picks, 13 games left to pick after that Thursday night debacle that we came up with the L with the Panthers uh, beating the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, don't know if they want to quit or not. No idea. Well, as long as I don't put money on them, I guess they're fine. Uh, four teams on by this week, the Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets watching week 10 from home uh, as we get ready to go back uh, across the pond one last time this season. But uh, we're not going to England. We're going to Germany. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> Munich, Germany, the uh, location for the first time ever, uh, the NFL uh, playing a regular season game over there. Uh, this is not the Rhine Fire. We're not going back to World League action. This is actually oh, 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 nice. Thank you. Uh, it's actually NFL action. Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, live from Munich tomorrow morning. Um, I think that's actually on NFL Network. That's not on some streaming service. You have to pay money to try to find. Um, so we'll actually be able to watch that one if we so choose. Uh, Seahawks six and three. Buccaneers four and five uh, players looking to return from injury tomorrow for that game. Marquise Goodwin, the wide receiver, trying to come back from a groin injury for the Seahawks. Uh, and for Tampa, Antoine Winfield, the cornerback, trying to return from a concussion. Um, in this one, despite the records, uh, the Buccaneers, and we briefly discussed it, are still considered the uh, headline team and the team likely to have success Tommy and the Bucks are minus two and a half against Oga Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Why? Because <laughs> it's Tommy. There is nothing about this matchup that that screams, other than the fact that crazy stuff happens. We used to say crazy stuff happens in England. Maybe crazy stuff will happen in Germany. Uh, the Seahawks are trending defensively. They've been close to, if not elite, offensively all season long with Geno Smith. Uh, Rashad Penny got hurt. They haven't missed a beat. Kenneth Walker, he seems to be an animal. That Tampa Bay defense it isn't what it used to be. It's a lot of names, but it, it doesn't really spell out in the numbers how good they are. Their offense is trash. They can't run the ball. They're old. They're slow. They're bad. I'm taking Seattle. Mm. I you are leading into a lock the way you were running down the bucks there. Um yeah, uh, of course, everyone knew uh, the more explosive offense uh, when this game was made in the preseason was going to belong to, oh, God, Geno Smith. Oh, God, Geno Smith. And the Seahawks. Uh, Tampa's drastic fall off on run defense uh, this year is going to be the downfall in this game specifically. They used to be for years impossible to run against number one or close to number one in run defense every single year. And for some reason this year, they are getting housed on the regular uh, on the ground. And I cannot put my finger on why, except maybe just all those talented players got old all at the same time. I don't know. Uh, Levante David is still out there, but he's not quite as sideline to sideline as he used to be. Uh, 
the, the Vita Vea is in the middle, but he's not there every single play. He's he's still making some plays here and there. Um, it, it's just not that you know Devin White is there, but he's you know he's hit or miss. There's all these guys that used to make all these plays that are just not making the plays right now. Can't put my finger on exactly why, uh, but their run D is terrible. Seattle's run offense and Kenneth Walker is trending all the way up. They should ball out. Uh, Seattle's pass defense is trending up. Remember, we were talking about them at the beginning of the year, looking yeah. like the Legion of Room again, but they sort of flipped the switch um, and started playing much tighter football, uh, ball hawk football. And uh, Tommy, whatever he's going to do out there, um, if he tries to do too much, if he tries to go more than five yards, ten yards uh, in the air, that's when he's going to get in trouble and, and possibly start throwing some, some interceptions. If he stays uh, short and just tries to matriculate, it might be ugly again, like uh, against the Rams game. So I, I guess maybe I like the under for this one uh, as well uh, as Seattle, but I'm going to concur with you and take the Seahawks here. Clearly the, the better team on the field this year. All right. Yeah, I don't get that eight. line at all. Uh, star power, baby. Tommy. Yeah. Uh, it's a home. Is that a home game? Quote, uh, yeah, air quotes, yeah, home that's, game they, they, for Tampa? That's, that's, a, that's a Tampa home game, but okay. not, not, that doesn't really apply, I don't believe. Uh, so back stateside for Sunday, uh, we'll go up to Orchard Park. So here we go. Let's get this out of the way early. The 7-1 and one Vikings, the 6-2 and two Bills, what was going to be a tremendous marquee matchup uh, now with the cloud hanging over because of the injury to Josh Allen, uh, hey, you know, through no fault of his own, shit happens. Uh, but the fact that he's going to possibly go out there and play through it, uh, I'm, I'm, we're both on record. I th- completely agree with you. I, I think it would, the smart thing would be to, uh, to sit him uh, the very next week after such an injury. Just, I don't know what, what it would hurt to just sit him out and give him a, a week to, you know, let things calm down and, and whatnot. Uh, Buffalo being close to Atlanta, or not Atlanta, but uh, to Canada is what I meant to say, uh, setting up a terrible joke, and I already flubbed it. Um, but Buffalo being close to Canada, a lot of Canadians confused about that injury because they, they hear it in the news, and they go, uh, Josh Allen, the UCL, A? It's not a basketball injury, but it's UCL A, because it's kind of sound. UCL A. This on? Can you you hear me? Hello? Ouch. Um, Anyway, uh, so we got the uh, the Josh Allen injury. Um, The defense is down bad, too, for the Bills. Uh, Jordan Poyer, Gregory Rousseau, Kyer Elam all out for this game. So they got issues other than uh, the quarterback as well. Uh, with that, the seven and one. This line is all over the place because nobody knew who was playing, who was starting. Yeah. Um, I think it started around nine, then it went down to three. Now with this news today that the uh, Bills declined to promote a, a backup quarterback, it looks like it's going to be a project. So now it's back up to six. So now it's uh, Minnesota plus six at Buffalo. Yeah, I, I don't like. You know, I actually. I'll tell you what. If this was three. I actually would have been inclined when it was three, three and a half to take the Bills. I don't think Case Keenum, I would think, is going to start. Is that bad? Uh, you know, I think he still gives you at least a puncher's chance. The Vikings have sure backed into a lot of backup quarterbacks, and 
like great situations this year uh, and their run up to that. You can only beat the teams in front of you. I'm just saying, uh, looking a little sideways at the Vikings because some of the quality of the opponents uh, hasn't been there. They've, let's just say they've, they've had some, some, some easy roads like the Kyler Thompson games. Um, <laughs> I, I, not knowing the situation of Josh Allen and his elbow, not knowing what that offense is going to look like if he plays or if he doesn't, uh, I'm not necessarily saying I don't think that the Bills can win. I think they're talented enough to beat a Vikings team in their own building, the Bills are. But I'm I'm taking the points. Uh, six is a lot. Not knowing anything going on here. Um I just I, I can't I, I can't say Bills is gonna cover. Now they'll probably win by by, by twenty four, but um I'll, I'm gonna take the Vikings and the points. I hear Jason going into a cough there. Um, yeah, I, Minnesota keeps catching breaks. I had that wrote, wrote, written down too. We're both uh, seeing the same thing there. Because um, the Vikings at seven and one lose to a healthy Bills team by like twelve or fourteen, they they yeah. get pounced. Um, but they do not have a, a healthy Bills team. I I just I don't think it's intelligent to send Project out there. They're gonna they're gonna uh, pretend like they're gonna try to. I, I, I don't know the rules uh, as it pertains to declining to. Uh, promote a, a quarterback off the taxi squad. Can they still do that tomorrow, or is that is that transaction locked in? I actually don't know because if he gets out there tomorrow morning and, and throws it around and says, "Ooh, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to play," um, then they they can't go with Case Keenum as their only quarterback. They they would have to uh, promote somebody uh, from the taxi squad at that point, I would think. So uh, it's still a fluid situation. Is what it sounds like to me. Um, but that's what we, that's the information we got right now. The line is six case Keenum. Uh, I agree with you. It's probably one of the best backups in football. Um, can certainly make some plays out there. Uh, just about any quarterback can make some plays with the uh, talent that's surrounding them, uh, in the, in that offense, but because they're not whole and because they're hurt and the Vikings uh, just keep catching breaks. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Vikings and take the six points and, and they can absolutely win the game with, uh, with a half project or if projects, you know, sits out completely. Yeah. The Vikings, I think they're going to catch another break. So if you can find six on, on any of those legit sites and put money on the six, uh, you should probably go shopping and do that now before uh, the, the news turns bad tomorrow morning. Uh, from there going to Miami, the only day game tomorrow uh, in the early afternoon games, that's actually not going to be uh, chilly and miserable. Uh, down in Miami, the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins. Browns are three and five. Dolphins are six and three. Um, injury news for the Browns: their linebacker Jeremiah Ousu Koromoa out with a knee injury. Their tight end David Njoku out with an ankle injury. Uh, in this one, the unstoppable Tua versus the indomitable Nick Chubb. We'll see which end comes out on top there. Uh, Cop out line: Browns are plus three at the Dolphins. I think what's holding this line down, this is, you know, a line you probably, I think if you set it yourself or at the beginning of the week, or if I said it, I would have had set higher. I would not have had this as low as three. But when you think smartly, I think about this game, you realize that, man, the Dolphins just, they can't stop the run at all. And you see what Justin Fields just did to them. And now is this going to be the Nick Chubb show? I just worry you know, that was Miami going to Chicago, playing in weather. Cleveland going to Miami. 
man, I, I don't see it. I, I think three is a, a bit of a gift here. The Dolphins can squish these guys. I'm not locking it up, but I'm going to take Miami and give the points. I think the yeah. I think the Browns will be game. I, I mean, I think they'll be able to run the ball on it, but it's just, man, it's so hard when you're a running team to try to win a shootout. Boy, howdy, just ask uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, they tried. Um, they tried. I think it's a very similar uh, matchup, just complete different style uh, who's going to come come out on top? The Dolphins are clearly going to pass for more yards in this game. Uh, the Browns are clearly going to run for more yards in this game. So for it to be a, a sort of a toss-up line like that, home team minus three, um, kind of makes perfect sense. Um, we might think the Dolphins are, mu- are a much better team than the Browns. By record, they clearly are. Um, and the way they've played under Tua this year, they clearly are. Uh and yet still I can understand why people would be hesitant to throw money on, on Miami and try to make that line move because uh, pulling it out by a field goal wouldn't be a, a surprise at all. Um, for for Cleveland, they, their pressure must make a difference. Uh, they must uh, force Tua to play faster than he wants to, and Miles Garrett is working back to what he was before he flipped his car over. Um, but Tua is still uh, – up there near the top of the league. Um, time to throw 2.6 seconds from next-gen stats. That's, I think, seventh in the league. Um, he's getting that thing out too fast for, for the Browns to do much anything about it. Um, so I'm going to concur with you and give the three. I think Miami wins that uh, uh, in a bit of a shootout. Uh, but it definitely will be interesting with the different styles uh, going back and forth there. Uh, going up to Pittsburgh, the Saints and the Steelers. Uh, Steelers coming off the bye. Uh, New Orleans at three and six, Pittsburgh at two and six. So both teams on their last possible strings of trying to hold on for uh, any sort of late playoff run. Uh, so they'll both be pretty desperate in this one. Um, they both have players trying to return and help things out. Jarvis Landry returning from his ankle injury for the Saints at wide receiver. They desperately need help at receiver, um, but they're. Backup running back Mark Ingram's out with a knee injury. Marshawn Lattimore missing another game with an abdominal injury. For the Steelers, T.J. Watt is trying to return from his pec injury, and they desperately need him back to help the pass rush. But they are still down big in the defensive backfield. Akella Witherspoon, William Jackson, Minka Fitzpatrick all out for this game. Uh, with that, it is New Orleans as a slight road favorite minus one at Kenny Smallhands and the Steelers. Yeah, it's weird. There's a few teams playing this week. It feels like we just haven't seen it in forever. And I know it hasn't been that long, but it feels like with Pittsburgh and, like, Denver, it feels like I haven't seen these teams in a long time. And then with Denver, that's a function of a lot of prime time and then the London game. And it's just like – but Pittsburgh is another one of these teams. Like, I forgot about them. It's like, oh, I forgot the Steelers are still in the NFL. God, I got to pick a Steelers (laughs) game this week. Um I don't know why I've got one of these weird feelings about this one. I'm taking the Steelers to win here. Um, Not overly impressed with the saints, the Steelers, even though they're kind of limping along and and hurt defensively coming off the bye, I think they know who they are. Uh, You know, they got rid of Claypool. I think that bumps everybody up the pecking order a little bit. Maybe gets Pickens more involved. You get the ball in his area. He will catch it. Um, 
forget the kid's name right now. They're so fed up with Najee Harris. They're bringing up another running back who they're talking about bringing into the mix, trying to get him some carries. Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, there you go. Um, I, I think that changes things up enough for Pittsburgh. Maybe we get a little bit of a new-look Steelers team coming off the bye and fresh. I'm going to take the Steelers to, to squeak one out at home here. Yeah, I, you always got to be uh, concerned for teams that have you know the veteran leadership, Mike Tomlin. They got the program there. There's a lot of moving parts, so the team is definitely struggling and, and have some yeah. things that they're still working through, and changing quarterbacks and all of that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of something like that happening where they just kind of rise up and hit the reset button after the buy and, and start over fresh. Um, but, um, I think this is a spot for the new Orleans defense to, to feast and, and take, take things over. Uh, like you already mentioned there, the, uh, Steelers are, are trying to figure things out, uh, at running back They're They're definitely scuffling there. 27th in the league, um, in run yardage, um, the passing game is not much better. Kenny uh, Pickett hasn't necessarily been the answer. Um, and I think this is a good spot for uh, the defense to come in uh, and take advantage of the young kid uh, and show them, hey, this is what veterans do. We're going to bounce back from the Baltimore game and, and show what we're made of. So it's a good spot for – good bounce back spot for, for New Orleans. I'm going to take the Saints. We finally uh, disagree. Yeah, we do. Well, it's not like we – with like the week before the uh, yeah the week before last where we had like the first seven games where we agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, NFC North action: Lions, Bears, Detroit at two and six, Chicago at three and six. Uh, still shaking my head at that uh, Justin Fields game last week. Uh, so here's the encore: it's the uh, the Lions and the ankle biters who uh, come in giving up five yards per carry on the ground. So. Might be another feast day for, for Justin Fields and the Bears. I certainly hope so as a Bears fan. Uh, Lions will not have their receiver, Josh Reynolds. He has a back injury. Uh, Detroit, the slight underdog, uh, plus two and a half at Chicago. Yeah, did you say feast game for the Bears here with that running game? Yeah, that Detroit boy, howdy. Uh, <laughs> that, that Detroit run defense is abysmal. Uh, the Packers couldn't exploit it, but, it, it, boy, if the Bears are truly – if this is their identity – if this is just going to be who they are, then they'll have success against these teams like the Lions. You know, it's not to say I don't expect the Lions to be able to go in there and score points. The Bears, they lost two of their best defensive pieces. We saw what Miami came in there and did. This ain't Tua and Waddle and Hill. This is Jared Goff, you know, and I'm on around St. Brown. And guys, so... Yeah, I mean, I could see the Lions are going to score points. Uh, I'm never, I'm not particularly usually a fan of dome teams going into cold weather situations. That usually doesn't go well. Didn't go well when they went to New England. Um, but I, yeah, that could there be a juicier matchup? Well, there's one other juicy matchup. Uh, there might be a little juicier than this one with a, a running uh, attack, but this uh, Fields Montgomery Herbert running attack against the uh, Lions. Uh, yeah, feast is the right word. Taking the Bears, I'm locking it up. Ooh, boy, howdy! You're locking Chicago, I, and, hey. and it's not a. It's a I'm, new I'm, me. And, and it's not a bear whisper situation. I don't pick. I just don't pick from hate. 
That wouldn't get us very far if we were not bears, you know. <laughs> you know, no, that wouldn't get us. We wouldn't be over 500 every year if we did that. that that's, a, that's a very good point out of you. I'm still stunned. I don't. The times of you locked Chicago, uh, we can, I think we can count that on one hand. So. They're, 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 well, I haven't had much reason to. That's that's true too. Bob Bears, Bob Bears. Yeah, um, like I was saying, this is you know a, a, a great setup for them to to get it done on the ground against the Lions, who are very bad uh, at stopping the run. Um, I'm, I can't help but, as a Bears fan, get a little tingly thinking about Justin Fields and the Bears' offense. They're looking like something that uh, will really be a force to be reckoned with if they can just keep this up. Uh, and the same point that you were making as well, if he balls out uh, like this again, you know, Tua coming back and answering everything last week, Jared Goff, he's not answering like Tua did. He just can't do it. Um, and also, uh, Fields won't be throwing any backward passes to his left tackle in the fucking end zone like the Lions <laughs> opponent did last week. Yeah. So, Although, hey, the better. Bears had a game a couple of weeks ago where they got first and goal three times and only got uh, – what? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> they did. did. Did they ever try a backwards pass to their left tackle in any of those situations? Maybe they um, should have. Maybe it would have worked for them. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I will concur and take Chicago. We are not having a double lock. I am not locking. Oh, oh okay. All right. The Chicago we haven't Bears. had a we haven't had a lock off yet, and we have not right. both locked up the same game yet this year. I need to catch up on these locks. If I put money on whatever my lock is, you'll you'll keep you'll catch up. I'll, I'll keep. You have to All wait right. to see what my lock is and, and just bet Do against it because it's guaranteed to lose if I put money. Looking on. at the schedule here, what would you lock up? Uh, lock we got up a lot of games to go. You got to lock up the Cowboys, right? <laughs> we got a long way to go. <laughs> uh, the tight, uh, Titans hosting the Broncos is our next stop yeah. down in Nashville. Uh, you're your guy. The Broncos are back. They're your favorite coach. It's your Let's favorite ride. coach. Broncos country. <laughs> Let's ride. It's your favorite coach, uh, Nate Hackett, yep. back in the saddle. Your favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. Broncos back. country. Let's ride. Had to get that just for you. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, then the Broncos visiting the Titans, and uh, and Derrick Henry who seems to uh, be ready to, to take yeah. anybody on a ride right now. Um, now, there's another uh, – quarterback situation that you have to wait out and try to see because apparently the Titans are uh, desperate to do anything they can to get Ryan Tannehill back on the field and and back at quarterback because they don't want to have to use uh, Malik Willis again because that has not looked good. So he's going to try again. Uh, No, no, I don't. Uh, He's going to try with that bad ankle to go out there. He tried, technically tried last week to go out there and basically walked around for like five minutes and said, nope, can't do it. Um, So we'll try again tomorrow. Um, the Titans' defense is decimated, though. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Amani Hooker, Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham all ruled out for this game. Um, Denver will not have their linebacker, uh, Marin Browning, with a hip injury. Uh, Broncos are the slight underdog in this one, plus two and a half at the Titans. So Denver showed a glimmer in the game in London before the bye, saving, the, saving their coach's job. And then they got the bye. I'm curious to see what does this Den- – is this a tale of two halves for Denver? Do they come out? Do they, do they look a little better? Does Russ Wilson actually, like, 
cook a little? Is you know he's going to be a little bit better protected because Tennessee has issues on defense with injuries? Is are they going to have better rapport with Judy and Sutton and with this Dulcich uh, who just came back? You know, all these things started working a little bit for them going into the bye. So that's the big question mark for me in this game. On the other side, the question mark, of course, is you know it's not Derrick Henry. It's is this the Tanny show on a bad ankle, which I don't really know if I like much better than Malik Willis because, you know, Tanny's got some mobility. And if you know where Tanny's going to be, I, I mean, I know Denver doesn't have Bradley Chubb anymore, but otherwise the whole rest of that defense is still just fine. They've been locking people down all year long. Denver, their issues have not been defensive all year. Taking the Broncos to win. Ooh. That sounded like that hurt you a lot. It did. That sounded painful. It sounded like a gallstone. Um, man, um, I was considering it. Uh, it it's going to be another sort of styles clash. King Henry steamrolling uh, the, the Broncos defense uh, and then Denver getting it back and trying to uh, do something with with the, uh, with, um, with Russell Wilson and, and their uh, lackluster passing attack and their lackluster running game. Uh, I don't think they're going to match Tennessee at all on the ground, so they're going to have to beat them through the air. Um, and on the other side, I would not uh, expect Tennessee to try to challenge the Broncos through the air because the Broncos actually have the best pass defense in all of football. So that certainly sets up to be another uh, King Henry uh, ball control, smash and, and grab type of game. Um I'm going to take the Titans to this is this is how they play. This is winning ugly. Uh, love the yep. under. Love the love the unders in pretty much all of these uh, cold ass games tomorrow. Um, but yeah, uh, ugly smash and grab. Uh, late bad pick by Russell Wilson. It just I can see it all happening. It's just it's how it's been this year for you know maybe they get it together and and grow some chemistry. Uh, same thing with, with Rodgers and all those guys. It might have to take until all the way to the end of the of the season, the last several weeks or something, for them to finally get on the same page. Um, and, and maybe Russell and his guys do it uh, tomorrow, but I, I, I doubt it. So I'm going to take uh, the Titans and give the three and a half, and give the two and a half. I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, if they win by three, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, Houston Texans, New York Giants. Uh, this is very curious spread just because of the two stations that these two teams are at. The Giants are coming off the bye as well. Uh, six and two, New York at home. One, six and one, Houston Texans. Uh, with all their receiver situations, guys heard Brandon Cooks coming back from his quote-unquote wrist injury. I got the scare quotes going there because I don't know how hurt he was as much as he just wanted to be traded. Um, Nico Collins expected to return as well. Kenny Galladay is actually trying to play for the Giants uh, coming back from his knee injury. Uh, the, the terrible, awful, no good, 1-6-1 Texans, they're plus four and a half at the 6-2 Giants. There's no respect or love at all. No. Everybody knows the Giants are frauds. <laughs> you know it. I know it. And the people who are willing to put their money and other people's money on the line, they know it too. Um, but when I was talking about that Bears and Lions game, I said that there was one juicier matchup this week, and <laughs> I don't think there is any juicier matchup this week than Saquon Barkley against that Houston 
run defense. BFL. They can't stop the run. BFL. They don't even try. Um, I I mean, I I expect Damian Pierce, he he runs angry. Uh, He ran through Philly. uh, But Philly's problem is they can't tackle. Philly thinks that they're going to strip you every time you have the ball. So the guys like Pierce and these good running backs, they can just muscle for an extra 10 or 15 yards because all the Philly guys are, if they're not stripping, they're just bouncing off, you know? Um, That's not a smart way of playing football. Philly, they just, we'll talk about them later. They need to just get that wrapped up because that's really the only thing they do bad, but giants, they don't play that way. So I think they'll be able to bottle up Danny dimes. They'll be able to bottle up general mills, and, yeah. you know, Danny Dimes will be able to run. Barkley will be able to run. They've been starting, you know, the, the, the passing game is starting to look a little better. They've been, they've been sprinkling in some some Wandale Robinson and some of these other guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the points with the Giants. I don't feel good about it, but, I, man, I think this is just the Saquon Barkley show tomorrow. It should be both of those running backs. Uh, the Giants actually give up the exact same number of yards yeah. per run as the Texans, 5.5 yards per carry. They both yeah. can't stop a nosebleed uh, on the ground. So, again, love the under. Um, love the, the back and forth on the ground between both of those teams. Um, do the Giants have the big head coming off the bye? They had two weeks of people gassing them up and telling them, hey, you're 6-2, and two. you're the talk of the town, you're the best, you're this, you're that. Uh, they draw the Houston Texans off the bye. That's a good team to draw if you have a big head because you can take it easy against the Houston Texans because the Houston Texans are trash. Uh, so this, uh, I, I concur. I'm giving the four and a half. This feels like a game where the Giants win by 20. Everyone declares that they're definitely for real now because yeah. they're seven and two, uh, and then they go and lose the next five or something like that. But so you I, can't I, cover pretty- 20. If you can't score 20, <laughs> I mean, this has got. I'm serious. This has got like. 17 to 7 vibes to it. Uh, perhaps. Uh, they, they, very, they very well might be. Uh, here's another big styles class, Jacksonville, Kansas City. You're talking about two franchises that are like on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. It's just a uh, Jack- weird matchup in general. <laughs> Jags are 3 and 6. Chiefs are 6 and 2. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs will not have Miko Hardman. He's got an abdomen injury. Um, and this one, Jags are, of course, the big dogs. They're plus 10 at the Chiefs. Yeah, it's Miko Hardman out, and it's, oh, hey, it's Kadarius Tony in. It's just, <laughs> it's just mix and match, plug and play. Uh, you know, the Jags have played a few of these upper echelon teams this year, and and they've, they, they've, they've hung around, and then they've faded. And that's kind of what I expect in this game against the Chiefs. They're out of their class here. You know, the Jags, I think, are getting better. They've already got three wins. Good for them. Um, And they're improving, and they've been close. And, you know, they haven't lost a game yet by more than eight points. Until now, I'll take the Chiefs (laughs) and give the points. I think the Chiefs pull away here late, especially coming off of that near, you know, meltdown last week, uh, almost losing that game to Malik Willis and his five completions. Well, I'll tell you what, it's another AFC South defense after what the Titans did. Here's another one from that uh, division that plays that winning ugly. It seems like the whole division plays winning ugly, yeah. basically. Um, and, ten- yeah, Tennessee gave them t- trouble. Again, I'm using circles there. They, they kind of gave them trouble, uh, took them yeah. to overtime. Um, and here's the Jags defense now coming in. This is another uh, style slash. I- 
the Chiefs are guaranteed to not be able to uh, outrun uh, the Jaguars. Travis Etienne is definitely going to be the best running back on the field by far. Um, and on the other side, the Jags are guaranteed to not be able to outpass Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm taking the 10 points. That's a lot of points um, for, for especially for a styles clash like that, especially in the cold conditions in the, in the Midwest, all these games are going to be pretty chilly. Uh, yeah. I can see this being, you know, another kind of a back and forth taffy pool slug fest. Uh, I, I'll take the 10. I'm, I don't have Jacksonville to win, but I will definitely take uh, those 10 points. On to Indy and Vegas. As we start our late afternoon action out in the desert, uh, Jeff Saturday, really? Huh? Oh, okay. The uh, the Jeff Saturday era, uh, as it is, begins uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. But you know what? They're playing Boy Wonder and the and the Raiders, so that that's a pretty good draw there. You got the one coach who has no experience and he's, he's unburdened by experience, uh, and he's taking on the, a coach who's uh, unburdened by being able to lead. He has no awareness. He has no idea uh, how to lead a franchise. So uh, which one of those comes out on top? Colts are three, five, and one. Uh, Raiders are two and six. Uh, They had to put Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on injured reserve this week Uh, for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor is trying to return from his ankle injury, but they had to put Darius Leonard on injured reserve after he's been trying to play uh, in and out all year, just finally decided to uh, injured reserve him. Uh, so in this one, the uh, Colts are the dogs plus five at the Raiders. Normal tendency here that I've always had is to give the advantage to the team that just fired the coach because you get the you get the dead cat bounce, right? You get that one week, like just you know, like expecting Carolina, but they saved it a week. Problem I have with Indy in this situation is usually what happens is you fire the head coach, you pull up somebody from the coaching staff, and then there's continuity. They fired everybody. <laughs> and you just brought a guy in off the street. I, I, I can't take the – no, Raiders. <laughs> Jesus. This is – God. What a podcast I listened to asked, you know, said, hey, if I set the line at, at, at two and a half, what's the over-under? How many trick plays the Colts run in this game? And the other guy was like, oh, way over. Really? They're, they're going to have nothing. It's like they did just – this is a fan service move. They're going to be really bad, but hey, you know what? If you're going to be that bad, just try to have some fun while you're being bad. Because the opposite of that is they look like a clown show for the whole game. They lose 47 to 3 tomorrow, which is entirely possible. And, it, you know, and you just go, wow, that's a dumpster fire. So <laughs> all they can do is just try to, you know, razzle-dazzle and, and tricks. And, and Sam, oh, no. Uh, just give me the Raiders. This is awful. Awful! The the avenue I thought you were going down with the uh, coaching comparison for other teams that fire their coach midseason is, and they bring up uh, a coach to replace the head coach, and that coach has been there, and now they have someone to rally around. Like, all right, this is our guy now. He's right. been here. Uh, He's from so the I guess, system. Yeah, sort of the same point you were making, just in a different right. way. Um, yeah. The, you know, here now we can you know get it's us against the world. It's us with our new guy that's been here, and we're we're going to show them. Um, yeah, there there there's no rallying around Jeff Saturday. He was he was just on TV talking about how terrible the Raiders were. Now he's about to play against them and, and get, get <laughs> yeah, his ass beat. I'm sure they've got that on a loop right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the, the stadium should play that as they come out at Allegiance. <laughs> the uh, scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. These guys are terrible. They should have that playing. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much fun that they can have. I don't know how many trick players are going to have. Oh. First of all, they don't. They got rid of the uh, the That's offensive I mean. minds there. They, there's they had no coordinator. Jeff Saturday had to. He had to like point to some guy that was the assistant quarterbacks coach. His name is Parks Frazier, and he said, "Yeah, you're our, you're my coordinator now." Parks Frazier has literally called zero plays. Why is it Scott Van Pelt? <laughs> Just bring um, all the ESPN guys with you. He's busy. He wasn't able to get uh, he wasn't able to get the day off on Sunday from from work, so he had to. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Um, Dan Orlovsky is available, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand either. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders with you, and I'm giving the five. And I, God, I don't want to do it either because it's Boy Wonder, and he doesn't seem to know what the hell right. he's doing at all. But after they uh, just at, blew a three score lead against the Jags, but at least he knows what plays he's going to call tomorrow. The, yeah. Parks Frazier is going to walk in there with his hands in the air, like I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't. I have no. I, I don't know. You can you know, yeah. on the positive side, to blow a three-touchdown lead, you need to first get a three-touchdown lead. At least that's the one positive you can say. There is that. It seems highly unlikely that Sam Ellinger will have a three-touchdown lead tomorrow or any time. Are you uh, betting this game? I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I oh, shouldn't okay. bet anything after last week, but I haven't ruled yeah. it out yet. I don't know. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Los Angeles Rams, NFC West action uh, with two losing teams. Cardinals three and six, Rams three and five. Uh, Rams went into the desert in Glendale week three and beat them twenty to twelve. Uh, Cardinals that 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 offense is you know, it's been a mess. Uh, they had six drops in that game, five in the first half. That was back before. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins got off a suspension, yep. so they had that issue before. So at least he's there, but they they still don't seem to be very coherent uh, offensively. Um, and in this one, both the quarterbacks are question marks. Kyler uh, Murray hurt his hammy last week in in, in their loss to Seattle, uh, but but he played through that. Did they lose to Seattle last week or somebody else? Oh yeah, they lost. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he played through that uh, to the end of the game, but he's been questionable all week. So Colt McCoy is on standby there. He might actually get the, the, the play for the Cardinals there. Matthew Stafford uh, is, is dumplings. He's been in concussion protocol this week. So John Wolford is on standby in that game. There's a possibility that he's going to play for the Rams. So with all that uncertainty, the uh, Cardinals are plus two and a half after all that at the Rams. You get some, some random Allen action here. Man. Just not knowing what it is. What'd you say? It's two and a half. That's what I got now. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, they're both trash. Both of these teams are terrible. <laughs> how, how, how do you, these are the we pick them all. This is one of them. I'm going to take Cardinals here, and the only reason I'm taking the Cardinals is I don't know. Maybe that's Stafford. Maybe that's Walford. But the Cardinals defense, which is really bad, is at least turnover happy. They'll ball hawk, right? They'll they'll make the big play on defense. The Rams have just been consistent on defense, but 
Arizona feels like, you know, they had a stretch where they scored four defensive touchdowns in three games and lost two of them, <laughs> um, which is just a mind-blowing stat when you think about it because usually if you score a defensive touchdown, you just like your odds of winning are through the roof. Um, yeah. Lost two games where they scored defensive touchdowns, which is really hard to do. Um, but I'm still going to go ahead and take the Cardinals here. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Kyler Murray is probably closer to playing. I, I really, you know, Stafford with the concussion, they're terrible. Just let them rest. They're playing for nothing. If he is out um, there playing dumplings, that's that's possibly three pick sixes going the other way. Because he'll oh, throw them anyways. Oh, yeah, that, this is true. Uh, yeah, I already hate the lack of consistency of both of these offenses. And now both quarterbacks are at risk of uh, yeah. the activation. Uh, I, I'm still going to take the Rams to sweep the uh, the season series because now we're we're talking um, an already uh, not prepared and messed up Kyler Murray screaming at his coach Kyler. Now hobbled Kyler Murray versus Aaron Donald. I, I really don't like that matchup at all. So um, that, that's the one advantage that the Cards have every week is their quarterback can outrun your quarterback no matter who it is, and, and if that's taken away. Uh, they're really going to be messed up and screaming at each other. So I'm, I'm actually going to take the uh, the Rams in this one, even with John Wolfer. I'm not even making a, a contingency pick because that's how screwed up the Cardinals seem to, to be to me. I hate this um, game. I do too. All right. This game, uh, Dallas and Green Bay. I, I, I don't dislike this game. I hate the hype that's been around it. The Fox has made this seem like some great rivalry that's about to be renewed and it's like, huh? who, the, who the fuck are you kidding? What, what are you talking about? I mean, they, they hate the Packers here. Everybody, I mean, they hate the Cowboys here, but everybody hates the Cowboys. Right. Uh, there's, uh, I think they're trying to connect, like, some playoff games and, you know, the Brett Favre era and the Troy yeah, Aikman era and all that okay. stuff. Make it, like, some rivalry. It, it's not a rivalry. Um, anyway, um, it's the 6-2. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> it's the 6-2 and two Cowboys and the 3-6 and six. Packers, um, their defense, the Packers' defense keeps losing pieces as well. We've yeah. uh, the the offense is well uh, documented of what's going on. They now they've lost their uh, pass rush, their best pass rusher, Rashawn Gary, towards ACL. Like they just keep falling, pieces just keep falling off for the Packers. Uh, obviously, Romeo Dobbs and his ankle injury is out. Um, Aaron Jones uh, in Detroit hurt his uh, uh, ankle, I believe, but he looks like he's okay to go. Uh, tomorrow. Um, for Dallas, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is uh, scheduled to return from his knee injury. We'll see how much they weave him in uh, with Tony Pollard. Um, in this one, the six and two boys are the favorite. They are minus four up in Lambeau. Yeah, I don't think it matters too much with the Pollard or Elliott thing. Uh, I think Pollard's actually been the better back. Uh, you know, I think Elliott just gets those for old times' sake because Jerry likes them. Um, I, I think this is actually a more efficient offense with Pollard uh, getting the lion's share of the work, and then maybe you sprinkle a little bit of Elliott in as you work him back into the game plan. Yeah, I, I was I, I was tempted to take the Packers here just with the points being a home dog and then say they find a way to gag this up, lose by a field goal. But I was thinking about it more and more, and you know, I was talking about this game with one of my coworkers, like, man, this feels like the, the Jets game to me for the Packers, you know, with, with, with that – that you know, ball hawk, a good secondary, good defense comes in there and just lays the lumber to the Packers with a Brees Hall. And now you got Tony Pollard and Zeke, and the you know a better passing offense with Dak and and uh, God, 
not going to say Cooper, but that would date me a little bit. But, you know, uh, CeeDee Lamb and Gallup and all those guys, and Schultz working his way back in. Yeah, I have a hard time taking these points here. That If this was seven, seven and a half, maybe I'd consider it. But, you know, the Packers are still getting that, that home push, even though they're terrible. I'll take the, I'll take the uh, Cowboys here and give the four. Yeah, I, there's just there's no reason to take the Packers. I, I'm I'm taking the Cowboys and giving the four. I, I don't I don't necessarily want to either. There's no reason to take Green Bay. They do not show improvement, and they keep losing pieces on both sides of the ball. There's just no reason to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to snap his fingers tomorrow and play the the game of his life. He, he might, but there's no reason to think he's going to. That, right? No. Would either one of us be shocked if? the Packers somehow squeak one out here or find a way to get under that number. No, you know, but I don't see it happening. I'd be pretty surprised that team uh, that is throwing yeah. back to their office of linemen and losing to the Lions, <laughs> that team. No, well, this came up. This one that just scored nine on Detroit. Yes, right. That that's, team. That's... My wife's going to be at this game tomorrow. I had the option to Ooh. go and I was like, hell no. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you. Just no. Loud ass Cowboys fan. Yeah, tell you what wife, find a friend, find a, somebody, find somebody to buy that ticket. I, I'm not going, I'm not going out there sitting in 28 degree weather to watch the Cowboys destroy the Packers. Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, not not a fun time at the ballpark. On Sunday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers at 5-3 and three take on the San Francisco 49ers at 4-4 four and four coming off their bye. Uh, Chargers are going to be, once again, without their top two weapons, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Niners are trying to activate Debo Samuel back from his hamstring injury yep. and also uh, Eli Mitchell, the backup now backup running back from his knee injury. Uh, Clippers, big uh, underdogs here, plus seven and a half at the 49ers. It's just too many fresh legs. That that uh, Niners defense getting after Herbert with, with all beat up, not able to throw, no depth of target. I don't like this spot at all. I'm going to take the Niners and give the points. Uh, you, yeah, you mentioned the uh, lack of uh, depth of target. Uh, I've definitely been harping on that with uh, Justin Herbert uh, ever since he's been hurt. Uh, they're down to 6.4 yards per throw for the season now, which for Justin Herbert is absolutely unthinkable, unheard of. I never would have thought uh, he'd be down that low. Um, and the 49ers getting that talent back. So this will be the uh, first time for the full Christian McCaffrey, full playbook, and Debo on the field at the same time with all of the uh, creative, the one creativity guy left in that division, as far as I'm concerned, Kyle Shanahan, uh, heads and shoulders over the other two. Uh, I'm sorry I'm getting excited again about the 49ers. Here we go. Getting their talent back, that's my lock. Minus seven and a half, and the Clippers right. can't, can't hang. Can't hang. On Monday night, uh, speaking of can't hang, the Washington Commanders and the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the four and five uh, potato skins, uh, at least they get Jahan Dotson cleared from his hamstring injury, so they have that going, uh, plus ten and a half at the eight and zero oh Philadelphia Eagles. And that doesn't hurt adding Jahan Dotson to that, what was clearly has been a funnel towards Terry McLaurin, which is the right thing to do. Washington with Heineke has been a, they're not, they're competitive. They're, they're in games. They're hanging around tough division matchup, two teams that don't, they don't like each other. And Philadelphia, if they have that Achilles heel, it's 
run defense and tackling. If you get into their secondary, get into that second level in the run game, you can get some chunks. I think that shortens the game. I'm going to take Washington and the points. Uh, it's hard to see Washington being the team to end that Philly pervert. Someone's going to end it. I understand they're not. Yeah. Uh, this is you know this team has got some flaws, uh, but Washington being the team to expose it, I don't know about that. Uh, the PFF pod gave me this stat: Beer Man, eight point two percent turnover worthy throw rate. Yikes! Oh, oh, ouch! Yikes! I'm taking the Eagles and, the, and I'm giving the ten and a half. One after show we come back. Now into our VIP after show program. Yeah, I'm. It is, I'm just trying to make the, to be strategic and pick that spot where I'm going to take somebody to embarrass the Eagles and show their hey, you know, they're great, but they're not that great. And the, the teams that have come along in their schedule, they're, they're just not the teams that I'm willing to uh, to, to lay my yeah. myself down for. I, I said what what's going to happen when they go uh, to Jerry world and play the Cowboys and in, in, in the rematch after the Cooper brush game, um, right. the, the Cowboys are going to absolutely murder. Them. That, that's already my lock. Whatever week that is, that's my lock. Yeah. So but, what we got, uh, what, 11 on this game? Uh, 10 and a half. And that, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I, I, let's just say it. I haven't been able to call my spots on this this year. Like you do love that hook. Hmm. I, I will that gladly might take be. a I'll gladly take a, a thirty-one twenty-one or something like that in this in this spot. Okay, I'm I'm feeling more like twenty-four to eleven. <laughs> That's possible too, but that still those numbers are really close. All you need is a a bad break, a missed field goal, a garbage time touchdown. The, the teams have had a hard time covering big numbers this year, just in general. It's been wild. It's been, a, it's been a goofy year. It really has. Yeah, the, this whole uh, season, just the fact that we're even flirting with 500 most of this year is is, is a testament. And only, but three games apart. Uh, was that five? Guess how many we disagreed on this week. I'm going to say five. <laughs> uh, we had to go back to our comfortable five, yeah. That nine didn't work out. Yeah, that no. three, three, and three spooked us. So yeah, let's just go back to five. That's a good number. Especially when we putting money on again. I can't believe I had such a terrible day last week. The first uh, time I put money on games in years, and that's what happens. Like, oh god, this this is. Exactly I just can't I believe be. that's what you picked. Because <laughs> weeks of winning my locks, weeks, yeah. six weeks in a row, seven weeks in a row. And I was like, oh, come on. I got to make some money off this stuff. At some point, I got to put my money where my mouth is. So that's why I I did it. (sighs) I I learned that lesson. Blowed out. 35 to nothing at halftime. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I get. This is what I deserve. (laughs) There's there's no worse feeling. None. So, yeah, yeah, I've got three stacks this week right now. in my DFS. So, you know, I'll probably add one more tomorrow. I didn't come up with a, I skipped a day this week. So I did only did three. This is a weird week. It's like, you're not going to want any, you don't want any bills stacks. Let's tell you mm-hmm. that. Um, 
I've got I've got the Chiefs. I've got a I've got a Mahomes uh, Kelsey thing going. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm going back to the Bears. I'm going back to Fields again. Sure. And uh, I've got a Broncos stack this week. All right, your boy. Getting a little. Hey, Broncos country. That's right. Low owner. He's, he, nobody's nobody's owning Russell Wilson this week. So why not? I got a little Russell Wilson and Greg Dulcich and Cortland Sutton action. Wow. Okay. Because those guys are so inexpensive, I've got Saquon Barkley, Damian Pierce, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jeff Wilson. So, you know, sometimes it's what worked for me last week with that Fields thing, because Fields was so cheap last week, he had 45 points <laughs> on DraftKings. Um, yeah, I still don't think he had as many as Joe Mixon, though. <laughs> of course not. Because I was betting against him. Yeah, I should have known. I wish you would have told me. It was a last second. It literally was like I almost didn't get the bet in at noon because that's how close it was to to the deadline. But but I, unfortunately, I got it in. <laughs> you know, it's wish, funny too. Wish because I wouldn't have. I am in no position to critique anybody for their locks. I I kind of laughed at you just on that one last week. <laughs> I told you. I was like, you're just rubbing it in my face now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was. I kind of was. Like, why the, why the hell would I lock the Panthers after they clearly yeah. started tanking? Because you've got a, a five-lock lead. Right. So I, that, that's a good way to start eradicating it, is, is picking teams that are tanking and locking them in and, yeah. and putting money so on are you, it. Are you five ahead of me or four? Oh, let's see. Where it's, got, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm still it's still five, so that yeah, made okay. it. Uh, it was seven to one. Now it's seven to two. Yeah. All right, coming back. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, it, who, who knows after week eighteen where where things will stand? Especially if I keep getting money on my. You got line. the Niners here. I just need them to win by seven. <laughs> yeah, I. I I'm waiting for the Chargers to show me something, to show me a reason to to believe in them, and yeah. uh, they're they're not doing it right now. You know, what's even more shocking is that none none of uh, none of those pushes we had last week, thankfully, involved a lock. Oh, that's good. I hate pushes on locks. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah, because you still don't get the the win. You just didn't lose. You're it, right. You still don't get you're, the you're, win. You're right. <laughs> and you you know and you lose. You got it oh. right, but you still don't get it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, actually, on, push, on pushes, we're both right, especially if we disagree on them three times. It reminds me of the uh, survivor pool when uh, uh, somebody at work picked the Colts and they had the, t- the tie in week one. Oh. And they were like, so what happened? <laughs> what I said, well, you you're, you're, you're out. out. You're out. They didn't win. They didn't win. Well, I mean, that, that's better than a loss. It doesn't matter. Now, I found out survivor after. survivor tie pool. Right. Well, I found out after the fact, after I made that ruling. Uh, when I went back on, uh, I think ESPN. So that's at least one place that actually go ahead, went ahead and, and gave you the, the the win anyway. If it was a if, oh. if it was a tie game, they gave. Well, they didn't. Uh, they didn't lose. Right, but they didn't win. Yeah, so I I always thought it was if you don't win, you're out. So that's why I was such right. a hard ass about it. What did it. we and call I the guess, opposite? The suicide pool. Yeah, you got to. Your team has to lose. You have to pick a loser? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I want to run that pool next year, too. I want to see how many people want to do that. 
Um, hey, we're not doing a survivor pool. We're doing a suicide pool. That's What's right. That Pick a team that's going to lose. <laughs> if they win, you're dead. Which is sort of the same as a survivor pool. It's exactly the same. You're picking. But, a, you're taking. You're looking at the whole schedule, and you're picking that one team that you yeah. think is going to do that one thing, whether that thing is win right. or lose. But just by changing what you call it, you are changing the way that people would interact with that game. Sure. They wouldn't be rooting for a team. They'd be rooting against the team. You know what I mean? Just that little right. psychological change. They're trying to look down the list and see which teams they hate the most right. and picking those teams every week. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's definitely different. It'd be the opposite of all those Cowboys fans at my job always trying to, okay, where am I going to pick the Cowboys? And none of them survived uh, long right. enough to pick the damn Cowboys because they were all so, knocked out. Uh, did the Romeo Dobbs thing mean you lost your game last week? I lost my game last week because I got housed. Romeo Dobbs oh, okay. was a part of that, but I was—I uh, I didn't do shit last week at all. Okay. I put up so did like you just, did you just run points. into a buzzsaw, or did you just have a terrible week? Both. Oh, okay. um, I I got beat one o wait yeah is that me yeah one o three to fifty one. Oh, I had I had nothing, and my opponent housed me, so there it yeah. was nothing I could do. Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it was one of those. You know, Josh Allen wasn't the greatest. And, right. No Jonathan uh, Taylor again. Right. Um, and I stuck uh, – uh, where is he? I'm trying to see, did I stick um, Patterson in my lineup? And, and he didn't wind up doing much of anything. Um but I don't see him, so I must not have. Oh, okay. I I did not stick him in there, and then and, and he actually did uh, score. Yeah, didn't score. He had two touchdowns. He did. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. And I got none of them. I didn't use them. Oh. Um, on your bench. On my bench. I, I lost my fifty. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he didn't. He's not Joe Mixon. <laughs> no. Um, I wasn't playing against Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon but on I, your bench, that would have oh. been all time you. <laughs> That would have definitely been an all-timer. Um, my opponent didn't have a, a you know an, an all-time game, but he had the Patriots defense. So there you yeah. go. That's that's what I was up against. That that Justin Fields uh, two uh, that uh, Waddle and Hill stack that I had in DFS. I had Patriots as my D. <laughs> that, so no wonder you made money. Uh, yeah, I didn't make a ton because there were holes in that lineup, but that was still I felt good about that lineup. Like I did something different. You know, I ran a quarterback alone. Right, yeah. Which any everybody's like, no, no, you've got to have somebody else. You got to have the quarterback's got to have. You got to bring somebody along with them. And I ran that lineup by himself, and then he's so cheap that I had all these other options. Plus, I had the other side of that game too, and it, it worked out perfect. I just, you know, if I would have had some of the better, like mid-tier options, if I had some better guys there, I would have had one hell of a week. Who are who are you supposed to drag along with Justin Fields? Which one of those busters and those in that receiving core are you supposed so, to stack with? On DraftKings, the million dollar lineup had Cole Komet. Oh, what the, how and do you Darnell predict Mooney. that? Oh, and okay, Darnell whatever. Mooney. You well, know how? Because they played twenty lineups at twenty bucks right. apiece, yeah. and that was one of them. And he, where and somebody identified Chicago. that game as the game to highlight. And played ten permutations of that line of that game. 
That's all. That's craziness. But yeah, that's how you win those those top lineups is you happen to hit on that lineup that nobody else has. Yeah. Because why would anyone have Cole Komet? But I want to say uh, four or five times already this year, at least half of the time, uh, when they announced the, 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 the million-dollar lineup on DraftKings, they were solo entries, hmm. meaning one shot, and they hit the, they just hit it. So, it, it, But with players that you could pull out of a paper bag, basically, because yeah. it, it wouldn't yeah. be the stars. Well, that's... Right. I mean, but some of the stacks, it's been on the Joe Burrow has been the top one like three times already this year. Some Burrow and Chase, you know, that Atlanta game. And But this last week, it was it was Justin Fields blowing up, which I had a feeling. Ugh. Yeah. I just didn't have yeah. the rest of that lineup construction. Still not my best effort this year. That was still my, my Geno Smith lineup against Detroit. <laughs> was my highest point output of the year by far. Because then having Never. Hawkinson on the other side with his forty-something point game in a tie as a tight end, and Damn. yeah, that was a big lineup for me. That was my best money maker this year. So you're gonna have a, a oh god, Geno Smith in Germany uh, uh, game no, tomorrow? No, I am you're, staying you're far, far away <laughs> from that game. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Now I've got one no. more lineup to make it tomorrow, and I'm not sure. Um, I've thought about doing a Raiders one. Just beat the Colts, man. Come on. <laughs> but I mean, even Saturday, if you just get one good half of Carr and Adams, right? And then Jeff Sarah, he's unencumbered by experience. He, he's. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to hire him because he's unexperienced. <laughs> oh, man. And that's a good thing. What? Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm making the uh, the call now. I have been waffling all week. My quarterback slot is empty. It's, it's been oh. empty. And because I didn't want to uh, have Josh Allen be ruled out and forget to change it or something like that. Um, so I'm making the call. I, now that I know that they didn't promote a quarterback and they're probably going to use him, I'm making the call. I'm still not going to play Josh Allen. I'm going to play Tua as my quarterback tomorrow. I don't blame you at all for that. Because I just got this feeling that's that he's going to... that's a juicy matchup for Tua. Uh, against the Brownies. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the only thing that might hold the totals down for them would be the Cleveland play and keep away, which they can do. Right. But that's it, you know. But when he takes the field, he's going to have those short throws, those deep middle throws. Right. He's just going to matriculate down the field. He's not going to need much uh, time of possession the way that offense I've, runs. And I feel so dumb because I've stayed so far away from Nick Chubb this year. Well, please and keep just, doing that because he's my only good player. <laughs> well, this tomorrow honestly feels like a Kareem Hunt kind of game because, I, uh, you know, if the Dolphins get up, then they're going to want the pass catching back in the game. That's true. So I, I, I may make that fourth lineup with some, some Kareem Hunt in it, maybe a flex hmm. option or something. You gotta have yeah, those guys. You gotta have that guy that nobody owns go out and have right. a, a twenty-five or a thirty-point game. I've realized that's the that's the secret. It, that's the secret. It's just a matter of who's going to be that guy. If you Correct. if if everyone knew, then it wouldn't be a secret. And you not just to win big money have to hit on one of those guys. You got to hit on on them all like five at the same time. Yes. You need the studs to be studs, 
and you need the Flyers. And you need Cole to Smith to have run. two touchdowns, and yeah, and the Patriots' defense <laughs> nice. against Sam Ellinger <laughs> to get nine uh, you know sacks what? and a defensive touchdown. You and the Chaco Hooters were all over that, so you you had that already <laughs> stored away. I you had that, that lineup. I had four lineups last week, and I had the Patriots D in three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've probably never been more right on a pick this year. That, that was probably yeah, well, your, your, your best pick of the year. Um, well, well, yeah, Bill Belichick, rookie quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'm just afraid of, of, of Josh Allen getting in there and trying to, you know, cowboy up and gut through it and wind up having, yeah. you know, three interceptions and – you know, 190 yards or something like that, just not, you know, being able to get through the game but not having anywhere near a, a good quality right. game. I'm, I'm just I mean, scared to death of that. I mean, Josh Allen could go out there tomorrow and just be his own best decoy. I mean, he could just start trucking dudes. That That's true. He could just, you know, pull it down and yeah. <laughs> keep doing that and it throwing the, the check, check downs the all day. The Naheem Hines show tomorrow. <laughs> Check down, check down, check down, yeah, check down. It could down. be a Dawson Knox and Naheem Hines kind of game. Right. So um, I'm going to play it safe, I guess. And, uh, I it don't just sounds him. It sounds weird to say I'm playing it safe and I'm benching the best quarterback in the league. Well, he, but, he's got a – he blew his arm out. He's got a got a UCL. It's, it's nothing to play with. I'm I'm yeah. with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't I would have even, him. I would I would have had him inactive, and I would have if apparently if they only have the two quarterbacks, I would have called up. I, I think they didn't do that. That's gamesmanship. I think they want the Vikings to have no idea who they've got that they're playing against until kickoff. I, I think it's going to be Case Keenum. I'll be stunned, and I won't be happy. I don't don't do this. Yeah. You're thinking about winning the Super Bowl in long term. Man, losing Josh Allen, like making it worse. I mean, this isn't like the Tua situation, you know, and Josh Allen's not going to be out there throwing up gang signs. But <laughs> it's just as dumb. It is dumb to me. I, I just completely know? jeopardizing your, your chance at a championship this year. For, for we one... got as much NFL coaching experience as just Saturday, so we can say whatever <laughs> we want to say. We are also unencumbered by experience. Yes. Ex- or expectations. And expectations. Ugh. Yeah, that's I, good. I, I, I don't know. Uh, week week ten in the NFL, I don't know. That, that's going to be the. Uh, but these weeks just keep getting weirder. Yeah. The, well, you'll be happy weird, to know. Weird I woke season. up to snow this morning. Oh God! Yeah, it's it's that time of year. Yeah. It's stuck, from basically it just it's washed over everybody. Yeah, when I was driving to work, the sun broke through the clouds and it all melted off pretty quick. But and then when I was at work today, it was it was snowing hard all day. But because it was staying just above freezing, it was just hitting and melting. But there's a little couple slick spots driving home, and, you know. So, but it's here. Ugh. Yeah, we keep went it, keep it up is, there. No joke. My kids walked to school Thursday morning. It was 70 degrees. Yeah. Kids walked to school Friday morning. It was 28 degrees. 
Yeah. I, okay. I was I was going to talk about our uh, the, the cold front washing through here and, and dropping yep. all the temperatures. So you know, same same thing. Same thing here. Yeah. It's a big one to get all the way down by you. Yeah, it wasn't twenties uh, this morning. It was thirties, but yeah. So yeah. the yesterday afternoon or uh, yeah uh, Thursday afternoon was yeah it was seventy seventy five degrees. Wow, that's just so wild. I remember, I mean, yeah. Chicago had it like that. I remember 80s, and then the next day, there's snow. <laughs> yeah, uh, thankfully, we, we don't have snow yet. But the, the cold front, they, they told us for, you know, for a week. They told us last weekend the cold front was coming this weekend. So it was yeah. not like it caught anybody by surprise. So we, we all knew but, it I mean, was really, I mean, you've been down there, God, 10 years now? Mm-hmm. 11 years now? 11 years. That's crazy. Um, how many times have you ever had to shovel in, in 11 Oh, years? please. <laughs> None. Zero. Um, okay. Well, but so. You did have we, one big one. You did have a dump. I do remember the, that. The snow that hit last winter was really big and walking out of the house was treacherous. Um, a lot of snow, a lot of ice. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened to to clear a walkway. I, I didn't shovel. I know that didn't happen, and, and my wife didn't <laughs> shovel either. Something happened. Somebody may have uh, come by and, and running a a, a snowblower okay. or something, um, but we didn't. No, we didn't shovel anything. I, we we don't I have, have to a ask shovel. You this. I was about to ask you that question. Do you even own a shovel? I, no, we do not own a shovel. We've got like five <laughs> and a snowblower. That's just uh, we, the way of life here. It's just so different, you know. She might actually have a shovel out in that shed. I, I take that back, okay. but I wouldn't know because I haven't touched it. Um, but, uh, no, no, not a, not like a garden. I mean, like a snow shovel. No, definitely not a snow shovel. She yeah. she might have a, like a little, you know, yeah. not not a Play-Doh shovel, but uh, <laughs> maybe building sandcastles. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm. We would definitely do not have uh, that kind of snow where we, you got to shovel anything. No. But that snow we that we that hit last year was the heaviest that that we've had since I moved down here. Um, that was crazy because um, uh, as I described, down, right? I mean, everything shut down, right? Everything shut down. Um, one the, one the, the the day after it hit, I tried to I drove in and. Um, the, the, there was so much snow on the uh, interstate that the lines were all covered. Um, you couldn't. It was basically one lane on the uh, on the interstate because all the other lanes were covered with snow. Nice. Um, and there was like nobody there when I got there. Was, I, I was basically keen by myself for four hours, which is actually kind of nice. But um, it, it really wasn't worth it. it. It wasn't worth it. There was no reason for me to drive in those conditions to get to work, uh, as far as, especially as far away as I am. I'm not. My job isn't, uh, you know, close by. It's about a 12, 13 mile drive. So, wow. Uh, yeah, that that really wasn't. So, I, I won't be doing that again. <laughs> I, I I played the hero. I did it once. I, I won't be doing that again. Uh, but yeah, th- this um, cold coming in was uh, different because we had like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, we had. 30s come in for a day or two again yeah. uh, back then, but you, I didn't need a coat for it. Our summer here was so damn hot. Um, it probably felt refreshing. They, the, it felt like it was 50. It did not feel like it was 30. The 
thermostat said 30, so I know it was 30, but it felt like it was 50 because it was so it was still so hot from the summer that you really didn't feel it. The 30s this morning kind of felt like 30. I actually had to turn the heat on in the car, but before the the 30s that came before that a couple of weeks ago, you didn't even feel that. So uh, it, it, I don't know if the summers are going to stay like that going forward where it was that damn hot. It, it was, oh, my God, it was so hot down here. You would have been so miserable. It was 100 degrees every I, damn day. I, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been there. I've lived it um, as many summers in that part of the country, and I don't, I don't miss it. <laughs> it, it, was, it was crazy. Um, so do you, uh, we've been putting off real or fake for a few weeks. Do you want to go through that? Uh, I don't know. That's up to you. I'm 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 still here. I'm I'm, I'm hanging on. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, we'll we'll do this. You've had a, a, a giant's dump to get out of your system for several weeks. You're you're all backed up. You're all constipated. Go ahead and let it out and tell everybody why the giants are so fake. Again. <laughs> They're fake as shit. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're terrible. They, they do nothing overly well. They run the ball. That's all they do. They run the ball. They've run into some of the, like the Vikings in this respect, where they've just kind of run into teams either on the decline or at the right time. They've caught some breaks. I mean, hey, I, I, I give it to them. They've, 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 they've got the grit, right? They, 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 they cannot fault a team for beating the team that's out in front of you, but overall, they're not very good. Uh, they're overall, you know, they're overall, if you take all the aspects of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, and you look at their, their PFF grade, they're 30th. Not, not before 30. the 6-2 record, you're saying? Uh, I'm saying that, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's uh, let me see how many teams after you get to 20 have a winning record. Uh, two. The other one's the Chargers. Oh, God. Yeah, so you've got Arizona is the lowest-graded team in the whole league overall. Then Houston. And then the Giants. Uh, the really Giants. Bad. They, they're really bad, Houston. but they do run the football exceptionally well. They don't even grade out that great doing it, but they do pass the eye test. Saquon Barkley has been back to being Saquon Barkley, but there's really nothing else about that team that scares me. They're they're a one-and-done type team if they get to the playoffs, if. Mm. Uh, six and two with Fake, a point differential, <laughs> with a points differential on the season of six. Wow. Six. Four games over 500 with a point differential of six is yeah. uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm looking. It, I'm looking at their wins here. They had they had to bid that furious comeback in the first week to beat Tennessee, and Tennessee outclassed them. Yeah, for the whole game, but the, the Giants outclassed them on the scoreboard. That's all that matters. They beat the Panthers. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Loss of the Cowboys. They beat the Bears uh, back when the Bears didn't have any identity. They they beat the Packers in in London. That was a wild game. Uh, another one of the Ravens meltdowns. They 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 tackled the Jags on the one yard line. To, with, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Seattle when we yeah. asked them to put the foot on the throat 
and uh, and beat them down. Right. So Seahawks at six and three, uh, but with a point differential of only twenty one. Yeah. So they're kind of on the borderline as well, but uh, you certainly feel better about them than you would about the Giants. I, you know, it, it, this is where the definition of real or fake matters, right? Are they a real threat to make the playoffs? Yes. Uh, they're improving, in, especially defensively. They're moving up. Um, that's not quite the legion of room like it was before, and that offense has just been a revelation completely. That, that's not the – and it turns out now that Russell Wilson's gone, man, people can't dance on his grave enough. Now that he's gone, all the you know all the all the, the locker room whisperings, all the former players, it's like now they can finally say what they really think about Russell Wilson, and most of it, it, it ain't good. They just they just don't like the guy. Uh, doesn't seem to be a very popular person. He's the one who seems to be fake. Just mm. saying, um, just judging by the sound bites that I've heard, that they just don't like this guy. And then, yeah. uh, he's not a real one. Let's just say that. But no, I, I think some of us Seahawks... been trying to tell you. What's what? I said some of us been trying to tell you, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, he's uh, the, the Seahawks. I would say uh, of that second tier of teams that they're clearly in, I'll give them a real. I'll give them a passing grade. Okay. I, I thought what you were you? referencing. Boy, it's hard to. Uh, put them down and, and call them fake because they just keep answering the uh, the challenges, anything you put in front of them. Um, yeah. But I just can't shake the thought. So I, I'm using, a, I guess, a different definition. When I say for, for, for me, real or fake means, and I kind of arbitrarily made this up a couple of years ago when we were playing real right. or fake, but, but we, I, I thought we needed some sort of guideline to just uh, – because make the playoffs, you can say that about more than half the league. My definition for real or fake is, can you legitimately, can I, not you, for, this is my definition, can I legitimately see this team in a conference title game, like actually competing for a Super Bowl? Can I see the Seahawks? They play in the NFC. That makes a, a, a lot yeah. of difference uh, in the about- real or fake. I'm about to say yes, I could see. I don't think it's the likely outcome, but it it wouldn't just be like mind blowing if they were there. Just given how bad the what you would consider the like the powerhouse teams in that conference are, because they're all shit now. So somebody's <laughs> gonna sneak in there. So that's the, I guess the dividing point there is it, it, in the AFC. I would be shocked to see the Seahawks. Uh, in the conference title game, getting past <laughs> right. uh, the Bills, right. the Chiefs, the Ravens, the, the Bengals. Oh, no, no, the Seahawks wouldn't get past the Bengals. They, they, they wouldn't get past a lot. They wouldn't get past the seven seed in the AFC. <laughs> but in the NFC, would it be a shock to see them in the conference title game? No, it wouldn't be a shock. So I guess in, in that respect, I have to say, I have to say, real. I, look, Geno Smith playing this well for even a half a season, I would have never. Uh, predicted it. So to say can't, he can't do it for a full season, well, I didn't think he could do it for a half. So what? who, who, who am I to say that he can't do it uh, for the whole season? Yeah. Uh, they don't ask him to do, you know, impossible shit. The, what they, the little bit they ask him to do, he does it. He, you know, find your targets, uh, be accurate, 
uh, and, and matriculate down the field. And, you know, being a Pete Carroll team, of course, you're going to have to mix in the run uh, a lot anyway. And they're doing it with the, the rookie running back, Kenneth Walker. I think that's the, the big key for them. I don't think Geno Smith could do this by himself. I, I, everyone would, would lock in on Geno Smith and, and his targets uh, and shut him down eventually. But you can't do that because Kenneth Walker is, is kicking everybody's yeah. ass right now. And, every, um, and everybody so, felt bad when Rashad Penny got hurt because he had finally, like, yeah, he'd arrived. He's the guy, but he's also Rashad Penny. So, of course, he's going to get hurt. So, of course, he got hurt. But then, boom, Kenneth Walker was his second, third round draft pick. Just boom, right in there. Mm-hmm. And just taking, now he's just taking that job. Rashad Penny, I don't think he's there. He's trade bait or cut bait, something now. Uh, he's something. Uh, they They know they can't rely on him, that's for sure. Um, no. So yeah, uh, I guess uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I call them them real. Uh, real you know, looking at real fake. Real fake. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking at the vi- but I still I I guess I'm being you know I'm having my favorites, but I actually think the 49ers are realer than the Seahawks, and they're you know a game and a half, two games behind them. Because I just know what yeah. the Niners are capable of when they get their pieces together, uh, when they get the, the all the ducks in a row, and uh, Kyle Shanahan knows who he's got, who's there, who's available for him, and what he can draw up and what he can right. do. Because I just, I just saw him do it last year. Well, I was uh, about with, to say, that's easy to say because we've seen them do it multiple yeah. times now. We've seen them do it twice. We've seen them go on a Super Bowl run, right. and we've seen them get to a conference title game, both both of those, by the way, with Jimmy G., the guy mm-hmm. that everyone's eager to dance on his grave and run out of town, he's still good enough to get you there. And that's the key for that team. I would not say real if Trey Lance was there because he did no. not look like he was ready to, to ascend to the throne. Uh, no. And then Kyle Shanahan gets him killed. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it can happen on any play. To, he ran him off tackle. <laughs> Okay. Going to run him right up the gut? I saw that play. I'm like, what is it? What? What, what, what play is that? And then he doesn't get up, and I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. That's it, it, not it good. Yeah, I knew that was dumb as soon as I saw the play. So it's not. I wasn't doing any <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty thing here. Something looked off to me, and then it looked really off to me. Yeah. So, I, yeah, no, the, the Niners are – yeah, they're, uh, maybe are they? I, I mean, are they more or less real than Seattle? Eh, I mean, they're 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 definitely real. I think that's a two-team race for the division now because the Rams and the Cardinals suck. They actually have more of a uh, point differential despite being four and four than Seattle. They have uh, plus twenty-nine on the season. Oh sure. They're uh, yeah, that's crazy. They've got a a lot going for them um, when you get those weapons uh, back there and get to mix and match. I, I'm, I've been talking about it since they made the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yep. when they get to have both him and Debo on the field and get to mix and match. We'll, we'll all get to see it Sunday night in, in prime time um, with the uh, game against the uh, L.A. Chargers. Um, I, I'm just – I really think it's going to be uh, sort of a, a, an air show because uh, 
like we said, we've seen this. We've seen Kyle Shanahan. We've never seen this. We've never seen him get such a, a weapon in midseason like Christian McCaffrey, yeah. you know, added in and just sort of parachute into the team. Okay, here's another toy for you to play with. And so I'm just uh, very uh, interested and excited about that. And I'm um, still waiting for that big Jimmy G game. He hasn't had what well, he he's due to have that that just out of nowhere three touchdown two hundred and seventy yard game. Well, Debo's back, so it, it might happen Sunday. Yeah, and with McCaffrey back there, you'd expect that, that hey, we'll pick your poison now. Exactly, and that's that's what I'm so excited about. So as far as the rest, I'm really of the excited NFC, for them to win by seven. That's what I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Um, so how about the Vikings, uh, plus 32, and 7-1 and one and flying high uh, at the top of the NFC North? It's re- real by default. Because <laughs> they're going to get in. Nobody in that division has taken a run at them. You know, even if they just played 500 football for the rest of the season, they're going to win 11 games. They're They're fine. They're, you know, we, then then it gets to be the playoffs. Can they? It, we, they can win it. They can win playoff games with Kirk Cousins. They play in such a crap division that those become free wins. I mean, if Philadelphia falters and, and, and loses a couple of games, I mean, the Vikings are probably right now on the pathway to a number one or a number two seed. Right. So that just automatically, I think, makes you real. Could they? Could I see them in the conference title game? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, especially with the offense looking the way it did um, the first quarter of the season, they kind yeah. of got an adjustment made to them. The, the league adjusted right. to them. Now they're, it's time for them to make the adjustment to the adjustment. Um, and I, I, I like their chances of doing that. Um, I think uh, – the running game has taken a backseat because they're trying to push the passing game and the new offense up there uh, under Kevin O'Connell. Um, and I would think it would behoove him to go in the second half and, and go back to the run and, and reestablish that and get them uh, going because they can use Dalvin Cook. They can use Alexander Madison. They don't have to just have uh, Dalvin Cook dominate. They can actually uh, have a couple of different weapons in that run game um, and they can refocus back on that there. Uh, they're averaging 4.3 yards per carry, which is really good, uh, but they're only 24th in the league in, in running yards per game. Well, so yeah, just, they, they can do it or just choosing not to. They've phased out Delvin Cook. They're not using them like they used to. They're more pass-heavy now, which is, you know, right. it's a change from the Mike Zimmer regime. But the only thing I'll say about the Vikings is they've had one game against a top-tier full-strength opponent, and they got the shit whooped out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, so, take that for what it's worth. So some out there could say seven and one and fake as hell. And I, I yeah. they, they, they could have an argument for that. Yeah. So they beat Tyler Heineke. They beat Arizona, barely hung on against Arizona. They beat Skylar Thompson, hung on against the bears, hung on against the saints, <laughs> barely beat the Lions. should have lost to the lions, right? <laughs> lions yeah. completely gagged up that game. And uh, they whooped the crap out of the Packers, which was looked looked like a big deal back in week one and doesn't look like so much of a big deal now. And then in um, between all of that in week two, they get just des- destroyed by Philadelphia. So, yeah, so, lucky, but that just gets you that great record. 
And uh, we'll see. They've got a schedule. They've got a tough schedule coming. They've got Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets the next four games. So I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, that's that's some good quality competition there. Absolutely. So they'll uh, end anybody... up playing uh, Case Keenum, Cooper Rush, uh, <laughs> uh, Bailey Zappi, and Joe Flacco. If if you are a starting quarterback in this league, you don't want to see the Vikings coming up on your schedule because you're going to get hurt the week before. Apparently. So anybody in the NFC South uh, on the conversation of real or fake are just all fake? Oh, that division. Someone's going to come out of that division. It's Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta isn't any good. Tampa has the the pedigree, but they're falling apart. They're the car at the end of the Blues Brothers. You've got, <laughs> got the Saints, who I would suspect if you've got a dark horse team that's going to spill, I, I, I still think it could be the Saints, although I've got them losing to Pittsburgh. tells you what I think of them. And Carolina doesn't know if they should be tanking or not yet. That, that whole division's crap. That could be our 8-9 and nine division winner. Did I ever give you the Blues Brothers music? I think you asked me uh, to, to get it on there one time, and I, and I did it, but I don't think I ever oh. played it. Nice. The car chase. <laughs> That's just as good as Benny Hill music. <laughs> It's a little more obscure because Benny Hill. Yeah, like, it's, it's the Chicago thing. Everybody knows that, but yeah, um, got, got got some Blues Brothers back there for you. Yeah, uh, no, that's the that's that's the Bucks, right? Everybody, anybody who gets that reference knows what happens. You know, they 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 <laughs> drive all the way to Chicago and their mission from God, and they get to the Daily Center and get out of the car. The car just falls apart. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Literally, it. just victory auto wreckers right there. <laughs> Boom. And that's all she wrote, folks. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I don't think anybody's real in that NFC South either. I, you know, I. I, I, did I pick the Saints to win the division over Tommy, or we, we both make the did. playoffs? Oh, we both, we both uh, did. So, you know, I'm I'm biased, but if if I had to pick one of those teams to come through, I think I would still go with the with the Saints, even with Andy yeah. Dalton back there. It's yeah, and they're all every every team in that division is a mess. I mean, I was already saying Atlanta yeah. should go to Desmond Ritter. Um, why not? Yeah, I, I didn't even put that on Twitter. It's hacking into our phone conversations now after the whole <laughs> Clyde Edwards Lair thing. Uh, you're just on the same wavelength. You're, you're I guess so. Cut, I, cut know, from the same cloth. I, I yeah, I'm her spirit animal. <laughs> you're amused. Yes. Um, so. The uh, Cowboys uh, at six and two, and they're up and down sure. sort of season. Um, now the Dex back, uh, real or fake? Uh, could I see him in the conference title game? Yes. Um, I still don't trust their back end. The, the, they get all the the accolades in the back end, but I don't particularly, you know, even though their coverage is graded really well. It's still feast or famine back there, it feels like. So, I don't know. That's the number three graded coverage unit, which just blows me away. But it still feels like too many. they take too many chances, you know? 
but maybe that's just a function of you last year. Get a bunch of penalties. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, or Trayvon Diggs is going to go for the interception, and then, oops, I missed. Oops. Yeah. And he's, he's basically, you know what three. he is? He's younger Marcus Peters. That's what he is. <laughs> well, that's Marcus Peters in his prime, right? Mm-hmm. All you know is when you throw on Marcus Peters, someone is taking it to the house. <laughs> Either him or his receiver. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, again, they're the, they're the best team in that division. Uh, well, no, the second best team in that division. So, yeah. The Eagles are the top. Then them. the Giants are are fake. Washington's not. You know, Washington. I don't even think they're in the fake, real or fake conversations. So no. But yeah, I mean, Dak's gonna Dak's getting healthier. We haven't really had to see them since Dak came back, though. Needed Dak to win a game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm curious to see. Is you know when the chips are down which is always the problem with the Cowboys. Um, the, the, the Detroit game, they didn't, did they score in the second half? I know they didn't I, cover the spread. I don't think so. And then in, that, in the Bears game, they just ran them out of the gym. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. So, yeah, I, I still haven't actually – so I'm you know, a little bit of an incomplete for the Cowboys as far as being real or fake, but on paper, I'd say they're real. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I can't take away uh, their uh, potential offense when everything is clicking, when they get the running backs doing uh, what they're doing. There's still, you know, something to sort out and figure out who they want, which running back they want to have uh, more of a role in their offense. We both think it should be less Ezekiel Elliott and more Tony Pollard. Um, and there's still some things to figure out in the air. Um, CeeDee Lamb is not consistent. Um, uh, Michael Gallup is, uh, was hurt for the first half of the year, so he's still trying to work his way back uh, into being an impact player for them. Um, so, yeah, there's question marks still remaining, but um, I, I think it's not about the talent. When I, Any questions that I have about them is, is about the, uh, the mental side and the uh, lack of discipline um, and the fact that their uh, defense is – uh, you, like you said, the back end is susceptible because they are going for uh, the big plays and not necessarily uh, being great coverage uh, players, although they're getting better. They've, they've been better at that this year. Um, my big thing with their defense is they can get pushed around. They're not very uh, heavy up front. So The, the Dan Quinn deal. Let's, let's not forget, this is a team that's coached by Mark McCarthy and Dan Quinn. So there's always that element of – real but they're going to figure out a way to lose in the end right they are only not they're just flying so under the radar this year because of nathaniel hackett and josh mcdaniels and cliff kingsbury and all these you know they're making mike mccarthy look like a top-notch head coach this year and now to add to that mix ladies and gentlemen jeff saturday Oh, man. Am I going to ask about the Colts being uh, real or fake despite uh, having three wins? There's no – yeah, I don't even – I don't know if there's any – <laughs> I'm trying to think of three-win teams here. Let me just look at the standings. Are there any three-win teams that I could see possibly making a playoff push? We talked about Jacksonville just on 
the fact of that division is being so bad, right? You know, that they could they're one win away and a team in front of them away from being a game out of first. It feels like every week. I mean, if they win it tomorrow, I mean, it's a big it's a big tall t- oh, Jesus, hang on. An ad started playing in my ear. That's a <laughs> That's a tall task. Jacksonville, by the way, the only team in their division with a positive point differential. Um, not the first place Titans. No. The, oh. Nope. The third place Jags. Um, uh, uh. That's really even odd. Even they, you know, Denver. Uh, you you talked about Denver uh, maybe making a push, but I don't I don't know. Rough can't be that bad all the year. Bears, I don't think, no, it, it Bears, I don't think it's a three-win team make a big push because no. they're going to lose a lot of games, 30-28, to 28, it looks like, because their defense is so horrid. They're, they have the worst-rated pass rush in the league. Um, New Orleans, we said, could be a t- New Orleans, to me, is the only team that's a three-win team, I think, that could pull themselves out of this. Cleveland, uh, the, the Deshaun Jackson – Deshaun Jackson, the Deshaun Watson thing is a total wild card. Right. No one knows how he's going to play after being We're only two, two weeks years. away from that shit show, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we've been counting down. Buckle Week up. 12. Man, and that is good. Forget about Deshaun Watson. That's Nick Chubb against Houston. <laughs> Deshaun Watson's going to do his best Malik Willis impersonation because Nick Chubb might run for three hundo <laughs> in that game. But that's the thing. Is Deshaun Watson going to try to come out there and show everybody, hey, I'm the man. This is why they traded for me. Let me ball out here. That is such a soft landing. I wouldn't try it. But it's the Cleveland Browns. I know. So they, they just might. They might just look at it as a glorified practice, but uh, – yeah, which team were we on here for real or fake? Uh, you were looking up all the three-win teams and trying to yeah, group them all. Yeah, I'm just trying to eliminate them from the conversation. Um, yeah. It really, you know, the, it's both South divisions are kind of a dumpster fire. The Colts are, I think the Colts and the Texans are DOA, so it really becomes, can Tennessee hold off Jacksonville? Can Jacksonville make any kind of a push? and turn some of those close losses into wins. Otherwise, t- Tennessee's still the, the cream of the crop in that division. Right. And Jacksonville, the, the one thing I'll say is at least they're intriguing. At least Trevor Lawrence is putting together some games here and there that makes you go, okay, yeah. I see it. I, I see and, why he was number one. Travis Etienne looks like a real one. Mm-hmm. And the defense is better they just they just don't know how to win yet that's the problem that's a, that's the common thing you've seen with all these jags close losses is i really think i'm a year too soon on those guys right because any team that goes in there uh at least they know they're they're going to get a fight that that, that right. much we know i mean the jags have had some like really close losses they've had some blown games i mean they 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 went to philly in the shitty weather and got up two touchdowns on them in the blink of an eye mm. a better team a team that knows how to win at least keeps that game more competitive and still doesn't get their doors blown off <laughs> right well, there, there's there's potential there, but, but yeah, they've shown they've they've shown more flashes than some of these other three win teams. They've shown more flashes than Denver. Yeah, 
That's, that's for sure. But that, that Denver's got uh, even the Chargers, even a banged up Chargers team, and the Chiefs in front of Denver. Denver to me is they're they're out. I don't think I don't see them making a playoff push here. They're only minus eleven on the year. They've had some really close losses uh, where you just you can see the mistakes that were made and go, oh, well, if they clean that up, then they win that game and that game and that game. There's no guarantee they clean those up. I understand, but that's all I'm saying is they're they've been there. They've they've had some games where it's like. Oh my God! They were right, right. there. They really had a, a had, you know had every opportunity to win some of those games, if not for just well, the, the craziest plays you've ever seen. The Broncos have given up only 132 points. Bills are at 118, and the Cowboys are at 133. Those are the two closest teams to them that are with those few points given up. Uh, but the Cowboys are plus 50, and the Bills are <laughs> plus 102. When you, I, I, I understand the Broncos are not on the level of the Cowboys or the Bills. I understand that. Uh, no, I, they're, no, they're they're bad. Their defense is great. <laughs> that's why I picked them. That's why I picked them tomorrow. Their defense is phenomenal. And then they yeah. trade. I don't. And again, you, your defense is playing that great, and then you trade Bradley Chubb. So you 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 gave up. No, that, that's that's true. They, they gave up their best asset. I I, I don't get it and. They're done. I mean, I think they're looking up at those two teams in front of them, and they know they're done. Uh, so, what about the one of the teams in front of them, the Chargers? Because I, I got questions fake, about them. I got fake vibes on them. <laughs> I don't like the coach. And your other favorite coach? He's not my favorite coach. <laughs> um, no, don't don't like the coach. Um, and I just I don't like. The injury. I mean, they totally lucked into that win against Atlanta last week. They had to come back, and then they get the miracle, just boop, ball that pops Double out. Fumble. Come on. Um, and Justin Herbert's not right. Yeah, that, that's my big thing. And so fake. Big. They're not getting to a big. title game. No, no, big armed quarterback that does not have a big arm anymore. At least not for you know for the time being. Yeah. And doesn't have the weapon. He was doing the Josh Allen thing before it was cool. <laughs> that's right, uh, hipster Justin Herbert. Um, no, that, that's yeah, that's my big thing with them is uh, their offense has no explosive, ex, you know, explosiveness at all because they're not even getting the running side of it. And, you know, everybody's keying out on on Austin Eckler right now because they know that Justin Herbert isn't going over the top of them. So right. they're able to. It's hard to go over the top when you don't have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. Right. It's hard to go over the top when your quarterback has got broken rib cartilage, and it's hard to go over the top when his tar- when his top deep target right now seems to be Josh Palmer. Uh, yeah. So, definitely fake yeah, vibe. DeAndre yeah. Carter? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Again, locking up the, the 49ers against that unit tomorrow. And I feel about the AFC South the same way I feel about the NFC South. There isn't a real team in that division right now. Not even even Tennessee. No. <laughs> okay. You, you've talked about the canceled Tanny show more times than I can count this season. They yeah. get Tanny down. We're like, yeah, it's Malik Willis. Oh, God, put Tanny oh. back in. Oh, <laughs> oh no. We, we want to win Tanny. It wasn't supposed to go this far. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
receivers. I know they're getting Traylon Burks back. I know they at least cleared him off of IR. Um, but that, yeah, Derrick Henry anyway. and Derrick, what? They're not throwing to him anyway. No, but is Derrick Henry and guy? No, 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 no. They, <laughs> they can bully people and they can try all that stuff. They still lose. Do I see Tennessee with potential to go to the title game? No, they're fake. I think it's easier in the AFC because the, the, the real ones are so real. But one of the real ones just got their quarterback uh, with, with his elbow damaged, so that uh, puts a that puts a damper on things. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I, I'm I'm not pro- proclaiming uh, love for the Titans, but I'm just pointing out that uh, my I think biggest issue all year with them was Derrick Henry didn't look like Derrick Henry. I was wondering if he was on his way to yeah. being done, and well, he looks the last good couple. Yeah, the last couple of weeks he turned it around. It's like, okay, now if this is what they got going forward, then now we're we're back to winning ugly titles who can beat anybody at any time. Well, playing playing the Texans seems to wake something up in Derrick Henry. Man, he is their daddy. Um, but he continued it against the Chiefs last week, and the Chiefs are no Texans. They they knew what was happening. They knew who was coming in, and they still couldn't do anything about it. Well, the Titans have a history that we know and love. playing bully ball with the Chiefs. Yeah, that, that's true. They they pushed so, around the Chiefs last year. Yeah, so uh, several times, not just last year. It's been, before, it's yeah, been before an that. ongoing thing. So yeah. sometimes we talk about this with the Niners and the Rams. Sometimes the teams just kind of got your number. Sure. And the Titans and Mike Vrabel, like he knows, he is not afraid of the Chiefs. Well, he knows that's the way they're going to beat him. They're not going to match, you right. know, aerial attacks with Pat Mahomes. So they'll bust bust him in the fucking mouth, right? <laughs> sure, it yeah, works. We only got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say in the AFC North that the Ravens and the Bengals both. I'm going to say Bengals real just because. Uh, Maybe maybe they've awoken something. They were five and four at the same point last year. Mm-hmm. So, and Baltimore should be undefeated. <laughs> and that's the best yeah. run franchise in the league. Yeah, they figure it out. Roquan Smith, what what an addition, Man. right? Jeez, um, they lose Mark Andrews, yeah. no big deal. We got this kid we drafted. Um, you know, or, you know, and they they got Duvernay. They, they've got weapons. You gotta get that running game. The running game cannot just be Lamar. That's what I worry about with them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. AFC East, everybody's over five hundred. <laughs> Weird. Uh, the only the only team negative leverage on their point differential is actually Miami, who's I, I think Buffalo and Miami are the two real ones in that division. I don't think the Jets could get to a title game with Zach Wilson. Yeah, and I agree with that. And the the Patriots with Mac Jones can't same thing. Yeah. Too many teams in front of the Patriots that are that are quality that I don't. I, well, a whole lot of things would have to go right for them. Mm-hmm. But no, hey, I, I, I concur with still that. Over five hundred. That, that, that might be the scenario. one team. I I'm can't... looking at these standings where every team in that division could make the playoffs. Yeah, I can't make heads or tails of the of the Patriots because that offense should be so inept uh, that they can't overcome, that the defense can't overcome, but the defense can sometimes uh, overcome and, yeah. and just smother people and, and make it where, you know, it doesn't matter how bad the offense is. Um, 
the Jets are so intriguing because that young defense is actually playing the way people said they would when they got drafted, and yeah. that, you can ride that. They can go all the way. Yeah. Uh, they can go, I don't know, all the way to the Super Bowl, no, but they can go very, very far with that because they, they're good. They're not just good. They're good, and they know it, and that confidence can, can definitely take them uh, very far. The only thing that makes me sad about the Jets is that they don't have a cornerback named Epstein, so we can have Epstein Island. <laughs> um, I, I don't even want to go there, but... <laughs> So I saved that one for midnight, you know. <laughs> I don't think uh, Jelaine is, is available for comment right now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> that uh, knocked us out of the uh, – are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Until we get okay. snipered, which is coming. Well, no, it, it knocked me out. The the soundboard went down and it gave me the uh, thank you, your episode has ended. But we're, oh, we're so off we're the, the air and yeah. still talking to each other. That's really weird. Uh, it's the after after show. It, it happens. After sometimes. after, okay. So yep, you, uh, no, I'm done. So no more sound drops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm actually I actually gotta go to the bathroom. So no. okay, I've been, all, been hanging out. I've been holding it for the <laughs> real or fake. Glad glad we got that out of you. We needed your Giants' uh, opinions for you. Really been waiting for me to dump on them, haven't you? I've heard it in your voice. Every time the Giants get mentioned, you you can hear it. You can hear it in your voice. Like you really wanted to take off on them. They're bad. (laughs) Got it. You're on record. Okay. All right. (laughs) So five again. uh, Again, yeah. Oh man! Back to our right. normal. I have to catch up a little. I need, to, even if I just chip one off of you, that's all I need to do. You tried like hell last week. We did I nine. Ah, uh, <laughs> three God, of them I tried. I tried three. Had two up on you going into the primetime games. Just needed one of those. Couldn't get one of them to come in. They weren't even close. So it wasn't like I got like robbed. No, but. I still can't believe how terrible my, my, my day went before that. So I, I needed those two. I'm glad they weren't close. Three, seven, and three, not a, not our best showing. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, all we can promise is uh, we'll try to do better. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. All right, go go right. go to the bathroom. Hey. <laughs> Jay is off and running, and I will be right behind him. Um I'm going to get these picks up on the blog and then call it a night myself. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Week 10 in the NFL picks are in the books. um, And we'll see if it's as crazy and bizarre as week nine was. If it is, ooh boy, because that was some craziness. Um, Scheduled to be back for week 11, next Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Um, I believe that's the weekend before Thanksgiving. So then after that, it's that time of year. Time for the triple gobble. Um, boy, I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, Buffalo. Well, I was looking forward to Buffalo going to Detroit on Thanksgiving to start the day off because that was definitely in contention to be my lock of the week right off the bat. But now with the Josh Allen thing, everything's got a shadow over it. So just got to wait and see and play it by ear. All right. He was Jay. I am Dre. This has been much less detailed, the podcast. Thank you all for listening to three hours of that silliness. And we will – Talk to you next week. Enjoy your football tomorrow.